2: is the mike rutherford show on the big x
4: sportos
2: motor hits geek bloods waste oils, dweebies they all adore him
4: they think he's a righteous dude
2: all
4: right
3: all right
1: Noise fluctuation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome,
1: everybody. It is Wednesday, June 7th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. Remote U of L College of Business Studios once again today here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. On the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know, it's better as the Big X. And hey, Told you I'd give you a number at the start of the show. If you want to call this number and listen live every single day, you can. The number is 518-931-1125. 518-931-1125. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a weird Wednesday here. Well, once again in early June. Gloomy Wednesday out there. It's been raining all day. We needed it to clear away the. I don't know if you saw this, and I guess this is now it's everywhere all over the news. But I'd kind of seen the some stories about the wildfire fires in the West and you know the smoke drifting across the country and all this stuff, but I hadn't really followed it all that closely. And I was driving home yesterday, and I was like, man, it is, like, it's crazy hazy out here today. This doesn't look like normal cloud cover. I don't know what's going on. And I walked the kids and the dog when I got home, and it just kind of felt like, I don't know, weird. And I didn't realize it was all the, the smoke from the wildfire. And the pictures coming out of New York today are insane. Like, you've got streetlights coming on at 2 o'clock. Yankee Stadium looks like there's this weird apocalyptic yellow glow to it it's all very strange but thankfully for us we got this rain in today it cleared out a lot of the, ha- the haze i think it-, it dropped the temperature down it's like 67 out there it feels kind of nice we again you know you're washed you know you're old as hell when you use the phrase we really needed this rain and i found myself saying it today it was another another one of the you are insanely old just the next step is death type moments for me
3: isn't is just talking about the weather in general kind of that 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 step yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know. I mean, at least we don't have the Weather Channel to, like, watch anymore. I guess you would. I guess watching, like, Spectrum News be considered, like, watching the the, the Weather Channel now? They yeah, the, maybe. They have the, weathers on the weather on the ones.
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's. Lachlan, you're a part of the old man station now. Well, Lachlan was always part of the old man yeah. station. <laughs> he, he always does. He's, old, he's been an old man. He's like you. Except he, he doesn't have like the teenage part of him. He's he's always been an old man at heart. I think he was like 75 years old when he was 12, <laughs> but that's fine. I had a I, I had a, a personal incident today that I've got to get to. This has never happened to me before. I'm a, uh, it, it, when you get older, it does happen on occasion, dude. Well, not that. It, okay. Knock on wood. Literally.
4: <laughs> I think I
1: I think I was victimized by a porch pirate today. Okay, I don't some of the slang with you kids today what, what does that mean well this isn't really kid slang this is like old person slang uh, porch pirates are people that come and like just take boxes off your your front oh ah, okay front porch. i don't know how old that would be going for but okay uh, that's yeah it, it, it's a common phrase that you'll see on the next door app oh ah, okay every 55 year old woman on, on earth is talking about porch pirates so uh and now i am too like i, I had a, a delivery that was supposed to get here got the email saying it was delivered at noon went out there did it come with a picture so it, it did – the picture is terrible. The picture is, like, the, the, the guy very clearly, the delivery person, very clearly, like, just you know has a lot to do. The FedEx person, of course it was FedEx. And, like, it's, it's kind of, like, blurry. Like, it's he like just like, took it as night. he was walking away. It looks like our front porch. I'm pretty sure it is. I can't guarantee it, though, based on the picture. But, like, it would be shot. But like, so I go out there, there's just nothing there. And I've never been in a situation before. I mean, I, we don't have Ring. Can't check that. Don't have the door camera. Can't check ah, that. that. I'm not sure if it got delivered to the wrong house. I checked our neighbors real quickly. Didn't see it there. But the, the picture, like we have a a little azalea bush right in front of our. It, it's very clear. Like the same. It has to be somebody who has a bush in the exact same spot. If it's and not, you, actually you've got our the house. little
3: steps on your porch too, don't we you? Got,
1: yeah, like a few steps leading up yeah, to the, the, the front
3: porch. A lot of those houses in that area do have those. Yeah, I mean, so mine I, did. So,
1: but I don't know what to do now. I, I'd like hit up FedEx and be like, "Yo." Didn't get the package. Did, I had to say yo. Yeah, exactly. How crazy? <laughs> yo, yo, homie. comma. Didn't get my package. <laughs> delivery number. Hit up the company. Didn't get the. And I, you know, I was trying to get a few pieces of clothing before we leave for vacation next Friday, and now I don't know if they're going to come in time. So I'm just, I'm, I'm torn. I'm, 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 I'm upset. Whoa! I feel like I got porch pirated. <laughs> they could at least bought you dinner first. They could.
3: <laughs> I got pirated up. <laughs> I I did have a few questions. You did kind of answer one is, uh, with the end of your statement there a little bit, but first question was okay. How long be- till you saw the email that it said it delivered between that and the time you walked out there to pick it up?
1: It was pretty quick. So the email said it got there at noon. I went up there and checked outside at like twelve forty. I mean, there's no way someone fired you in forty five minutes unless they it. were just walking by, like saw the delivery man come and then just walked up there and gagged it. Following the delivery man or something. Then. Second,
3: what was the item? Was it clothes, you said? Clothes. So it was okay. Because the only time I thought I ever had anything taken off my porch, it was dog food. I thought, why would anybody steal dog
1: food? Well, I I don't think they know what they're taking. A lot of (laughs) times these are just in boxes or packages. You don't don't know what actually is in there. And, buddy, I hope you're a small guy if you're planning on fitting in these (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: pants.
1: What would you do if you
4: came
3: out there and got home tonight and your box is sitting there with a note that says, Put on some weight, dude. Yeah, Eat a sandwich.
1: <laughs> tell, tell, tell your wife these are preaching to have her pants back. Yeah, it, I mean, good luck. Yeah, fitting into those because yeah, I have lost some weight. Although I've gained most of it back now at this point. But hey, still, you're still a small guy anyway. Still kind of a little guy. So that so the, did, did you the pic? So the picture you is is blurry. I want to. It's very much like he like you know like if you don't like take a second to set your phone. It looks like things are kind of like swimming, like it's just kind of like, yeah, a, yeah. like very clearly. It's like snapped it and like moved back, like did not focus at all. So it I'm pretty sure it's our front porch, but it's. I have to say, did you zoom in like, to at least
3: get some like like the front? Do- what the, was the front door open? No, or? it's just like
1: it's like a picture of like the porch, like packed. Oh, you front. can't even see the door. No, no, you can't see the door. Well, that's not good. Again, like the, the the azalea bush, I think, kind of gives it away. Like it's pretty sure that's our front porch, but it's it, it, again, it's one of those. It looks like sort of like a. A trippy, like, drug fueled video, like, where everything's just kind of like. You, you, oh, I know what you're talking it's about. It's like a fast forward video, like, yeah. like
3: picture. It just You described the early 2000s to me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: take them time. Just focus, man. Like, get that picture right for situations just like this. So I hit up Fed- FedEx, and I hit up the company, and we'll see what happens from here. I, mean, I have low hope that I'm going to get these items before we leave for vacation in nine days. No. I mean, I'm baffled because, I mean, I've I've left packages out in front of my house for hours, so have we? hours and hours. Yeah,
3: so have we. And I mean, you're you're in a nice neighborhood. We both are, pretty much. I mean, we're not we're not. I mean, I, I lived in the projects of St. Matthews before. It's, you're, you're not there, so I mean, yeah. That's that's kind of it's plus it's 45 minutes. I mean, at noon also. I thought people still step off the porches like at night.
1: Oh no, it's daytime. Big daytime thefts. Man, people are just getting ballsy, aren't they? I mean, we had like a, a group of kids like came up to our door a few weeks ago, and we're just like. Like caught pulling on it, and then like we opened the door, and they're like, "Oh, bleep!" and like ran away. I was like, "I don't. What were you planning on doing?" Like, I, yeah, it's just. What happened know. to the
3: days when when I was a kid? You just you just ring someone's doorbell and run away. The, the, long gone,
1: long gone. I mean, we had, well, like, so was I at those times as well. But yeah, I mean. we had three cars in our driveway too, so it's not like you think that nobody's home. You know, we have our, our two cars <laughs> and our babysitter's car. Like you know, I just, mean, were they just drunk and thought they were drunk the house? I don't. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find. Maybe we'll find a an end to this. Maybe we'll find a conclusion.
2: Or Mo, more a, than
1: likely, we will not. You think you need to get a ring or a doorbell camera or something? I don't want to invest in stuff like that, but I guess... It's you. not really an investment. It's, it's Well, like, you love it. It's like a toy for you.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, now, I did have to turn it off, though, because the... God, I love my mom. I don't know what, like, why, but for some reason, like, during just the three hours of this show, mm-hmm. she'll go in and out of our front door, like, 50 times. I, I don't know why. I mean, there's nothing out there. I don't know what she could be doing. Not going to make the joke the text line will make, make for. No, I know they will. You're welcome, by the way. I'm just, I just set them up there. you all swinging it. <laughs> I'm call, The T the doesn't say for Trevor, it sends for T. It hit it off me because it's, it's right there for you. Uh, but yeah, so I had to turn my like my uh, my notification off because I'd, I'd get it I'd, at night, I'd go and I had like 62 notifications. I'm like, I'm mm. like
2: what,
3: what, what is she doing? Like, there's just one stray cat she feeds. How many times is she feeding this thing? <laughs> is it like 400 pounds by now? Like, I'm, I'm just, just nowhere to be. I don't know where to watch. going in and out of the house. So, uh, I had a tr- but it's, it's like, I think I paid like, I want to say I paid like 50 bucks for the year or something for it. And that's for it to record. That's not that bad. No, it's not bad. It's worth it. I mean, I can't remember how much I paid for the ring itself, but I don't think it was that much either.
1: Um, I'm like, when's your birthday? August 27th. All right. Got spoiler. Uh, got a couple months left. Uh, two and a half months. I think you know what you're getting for your birthday? I would love it. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've we things to get to today. The Brom family, namely Jeff, spoke to members of the media and the public last night at the Fraser History Museum. Some interesting things were said that we can break down. We got more fallout from the PGA. Live, don't call it a merger. Merger. Um, we, we've got uh, some thoughts on tonight's NBA Finals game two, a uh, game three, I should say. We're excited about uh, you know having actual live sports on again. That'll be fun. And then of course we want to hear from you. We've got some oddball stories that I want to get to as well. Hit up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Remember, Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals all summer long on their Refreshing Rewards app. Download that bad boy. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. And then text us at 502-414-1450. I'm already seeing the, the text that that people want. All right, we have already have three texts already on the same subject. And it's this it's this baby Gronk thing.
3: I saw that trending yesterday, but I didn't know what it was for. I didn't bother clicking on it yesterday. Like I so Baby Gronk visited
1: Louisville over the weekend. Oh, so is it like Gronk's
3: kid or something?
1: No. This is one of those situations where like I felt like I had to find out what was going on and then I instantly wished that I just didn't. Like I I, I don't If you're an online person trying to explain, like, somebody said a long time ago, there should be a podcast or, like, a documentary where the only topic is somebody who's very online having to explain to somebody who's not online, like, the big online story of the day, which is basically what I feel like happens in my house 90%. Like, at the end of the day, when Mary's like, what's going on in the world? I'm like, well there's this dude who uh, made his kid open a can of beans on his own, and everybody just got really mad at him about it, and the guy's kind of a D, like all this stuff. And she's like, "What? Huh? what is this? Yeah, I mean, it's also kind of this radio show, because you, you never know what's <laughs> going on anyway. But so there's this kid. Forgot him here sometimes. There's this kid from Texas who his dad has become this big marketing guy, um, and he has advertised his kid as Baby Gronk. That's his name. That's his brand. He has, and, he has a check mark. Yeah. Well, you we, we buy check marks. I know. Don't I know. Get them. Uh, but Baby Gronk's dad has set up this whole thing, this whole branding thing. And he's become. It, it, the kid's name is Jake Miguel. Um, he plays football. And I, I, don't, I don't know how this has become a thing, but now he's like visiting college campuses. He visited our campus. He was at UK's campus over the weekend. But this guy, and I don't know anything about the guy who made the the video, this TikTok video. It's just a very strange He It doesn't blink, but he's talking about how, so do you know who Livy Dunn is? No. The gymnast from LSU, who's like the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the number one NIL person in the world. I know I knew there was a gymnast, the hot gymnast from. Yeah, the, from she's the very country, attractive. Yeah, yeah that, that's the whole thing. Is she's, yeah, she's, well, she's attractive. Why else do you think she's popular? Yeah, she's got like a, a billion Instagram <laughs> followers. Like, she's become, like, pe- like, dudes are, like, obsessed with her. They go to her meets and, like, wait outside for her and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm the creepy one. Yeah, well, these kids are, are definitely creepy. But Baby Gronk apparently visited LSU and got to meet Olivia Dunn. And, like, there's this whole video of this dude's, like, Baby Gronk is the number one prospect in America. He went to LSU, and Livy got him to commit to LSU. She rizzed him up, and even gave him a hug, which I've never heard the phrase "rizzed him up," but apparently that's a thing that the kids are saying now. And so I'm mad at you already for bringing this up. I'm, so, well, the text line wants to <laughs> I'm know. kind of pissed. The baby Gronk. So <laughs> that's who Baby Gronk is. I got I sent a. I have a friend who lives in Texas, pretty close to where this kid lives, and he was like. I work with a guy whose kid plays on the team with him, and says like he's the, the kid's not even that good. I believe it. It's it's all marketing thing. The dad is an absolute nightmare and total creep, as you might guess. Yeah. I feel like anytime you have an athlete that becomes an internet sensation at like eight years old, the dad's almost always just a terrible person. But I he sent me my, my buddy did sent me an interview with the dad from Football Scoop, and I mean this dad is a kind of a monster. But it does the interview does feature one of just an all time quote. So the, the football scoop, to their credit, the interviewer is kind of grilling him and being like, D- you know, do you worry about what happens to this kid moving forward? Like, this is, do you not think that this is all a, a little much? Like, this kid's not in control of any of the things that you're doing. Uh, you know, what, what if he winds up not being a good player? Like, how's that going to affect him? And one of, the, one of the last questions was, every parent would love for their kid to be a five-star recruit. The reality is that happens for a very few select kids. What if Madden tops out at JV? And by the way, he did name his kid Madden after the video game. And the dad said this, if he tops out at JV, then guess what? He's destroying. It's a win-win. It's like, damn, what if God's not real? Then you just die. But what if God is real? Then you live forever. You win regardless all-time quote right there it's like, no no, that, i don't think you know what a win-win is okay. I, I don't think you understand like, I, don't, I
3: don't think you know that i needed to hear this at two in
1: the morning not three in the <laughs> afternoon mean, if you die and nothing happens that's not really a win i mean maybe it is i don't know how you feel about it i would think that's a loss in my eyes if you die and you live forever and go to heaven and live in eternal bliss yeah that's definitely a win the two options are not the same. It's it's, it's not the same thing. So, but I love that he's like, if he tops out at JV, then guess what? He's destroying. Well, no, he's not really. It's a win-win. No, it's not. It's like, damn, what if God's real? Then you just die. That's not a win. But what if God is real? Then you live forever. You win regardless. Just, what, are, what are the all-time greatest quotes I've ever read?
3: I would just reply with, well, what if God was one of us? Just a slob like one, one of just <laughs> us. Just a slob like one of us. Just riding on the bus, just trying to make his way home. That's,
1: that's that's my would have been my response to him. He went on to say, "That's what's so beautiful about NIL. NIL is giving people opportunities. He's an influencer. He's a creator. He's a football player. He's a ten-year-old kid. He's a disciplined kid. He's a hardworking kid. A humble kid. Everything is covered. That's really why this hasn't stopped growing. This guy's just throwing out buzz. I, I don't think he even knows what NIL is. <laughs> He's just don't have buzzwords. It's like politicians now. It's like any buzz phrase. It's like you know the I low buzz kid. It's just it's." it's I feel terrible for the kid. This kid, I mean, first of all, he's got a mullet. He's got a He's got a rat tail mullet, almost. He's got It feels like he's got a very small chance of not growing up to be an a-hole. No, and, this, and there's this, not a whole lot of... I personally, unfortunately, I, I just see this kid, like, Oxycontin
3: problem at, like, 16. I hope not. I mean, it's just going to be driven into, like, just madness. Like, just the worst way ever. Like, and it's probably going to be on the dad who probably won't have a... Lose a week of sleep over it because... He's gonna live forever because he thinks there's God.
1: Baby Gronk, <laughs> rizzed up by Lizzie. <laughs> his name's get Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk. Because I thought this He's only like, got forty four hundred followers. So I would always see like his his stuff. Baby Gronk followed me on over the weekend. That's how I realized that he was at U You're not following weekend. him though. No, I'm not following. No, him. but there's only one person I follow that follows him. Who? The sheriff. Oh, that's a, probably because he was on ta- in town and followed Mark. I would be willing to bet. Oh, okay, but no, so he's like,
3: only, he, yeah, he's at he's at following plus forty four, uh just under forty on four four
1: thousand people. So for the last, I want to say year or so, like every now and then I'd see something about Baby Gronk, and for a while, like I just assumed it was a Gronkowski relative. Like I, I assumed it was. Assumed what I would yeah. actually, I thought it was last night I, I mean right? I, I did I mean maybe it was Rob's kid maybe it was one of his brothers kids maybe it was like I, I just assumed that hey it's baby Gronk here comes another Gronkowski and I think the first time I ever saw him it was like baby Gronk like plays catch with actual Gronk or something and then I looked it up and I'm like oh he's just some kid who got nicknamed and his dad's kind of weird does he smile uh, not a lot, not from what I've seen.
3: I mean, probably wouldn't smile either if my my dad was ruining my childhood the way he is.
1: The thing, is also, in like in that interview, he talks about this dad is like a marketer and he trains young athletes and he's got 350 athletes. He's like, we have a baby Mahomes. We got. I'm like, you can't just do this. You can't. You can't just name all these different kids, baby Lamar jet. Like, what's the worst possible? You know, I, I mean, like, at, at what point do you stop labeling kids like? If you say like uh, you know we, we got baby Greg McElroy, it's like just means he sucks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to name
3: my kid like, but I want baby Kyle Orton, baby baby Kyle Orton, ba- baby Nathan He's Peterson. Okay. <laughs> baby Kenyon Drake, baby Marty Lowe. Ba- baby Marty Lowe.
1: <laughs> I'll say that Marty loves the show. I
3: know, and I love Marty. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just named my kid after you. <laughs>
1: So that is. The, I don't even care if it's a boy or girl. It's all, all going to get sports. All going to get football names. That is the best way that I can sum up the baby Gronk why he's been trending. Never have I ever been
3: so happy not to click on a trend.
1: Yeah, I mean, never
3: have been so angry at you for making me look at this up and learning about
1: this. People wonder why they're like, "Oh, you're not as active online as as you used to be." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm not." I for my <laughs> own like sanity, I I, to, I take most nights off. I'm just I can't do it anymore. I do think like. It, Like there's studies coming out now officially saying like it messes with your your brain a little bit being so online and being so involved in social media and I, I just I've got to take take some breaks. I'm also seeing that uh, you watch do do you watch Bob's Bob's Burgers? I think you don't. I don't. I know it. I've just never really got into it. I've 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 caught it like at
3: the end of like an American Dad or something. I'm watching and it comes on afterwards. I watch a few minutes of it, but
1: I'm a fan. I used to be a a huge fan. kind of not as much as I was in the early seasons. But kind of I am with, like, Family Guy and American Dad, sure. probably. Yeah. I, still, I still am an American. American Dad's like my comfort show. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who voices Jimmy Pesto, who's kind of Bob's arch enemy, He's, he has the pizza shop across the street. Okay. He has been arrested for his involvement in the January 6th attack on the Capitol <laughs> I was, how I think, just now realizing that. I don't know. Uh but Jay, it's, been, it's been like two, over a year, right? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, more than a year. Yeah. yeah. January 6th, uh, it was 2020. Was uh, it 2021 or 2021? Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. I've over two years. Uh, Jay Johnson, an actor who appeared in many comedies, was arrested Wednesday and charged with felony obstruction of officers as well as several misdemeanor offenses. He was also on The Sarah Silverman Show. Uh um, season he was Arrested Development. Arrested Development, uh, Anchorman. I don't recognize him, though. He's been arrested. That's why Jimmy Pesto is is, is it's trending. trending. Yeah,
3: I saw Jimmy Pesto. I did see that trending. I'm seeing now. I don't know if you saw this. Messier trending now. Well, Messi's, is, Messi's going to Miami. Yeah, he's going to MLS. Yeah, uh, and of course, in, in the sadder news of everything. Nothing against. I was going to bring this up. Pesto being arrested, but uh, we unfortunately lost the Iron Sheik to last night. Apparently, I was going to let
1: you talk about this a little bit. Yeah. As being the you know you the, the wrestling guy on the show. Uh, Iron Sheik, a friend of mine, texted me and was like, "This is you know, sad news. R.I.P. Iron Sheik." It's like, "Oh no!" I mean, I've known him more as in like a Twitter persona in recent years than I knew him for, as a wrestling guy. But I'm, but it's still very sad.
3: News. I think I broke your heart when I told you that wasn't him that actually tweets, right? There's some pushback on that. There, it's it's two guys that like were running his account. And if you've ever seen like, I mean, people they they did like a WWE Legends on him on AD last month, and I mean, he's. I mean there's no like there's no way he like he does that account. You can just see in the most recent interviews with him that I mean he's that he there there was no way he was running that account to begin mm. with. But it doesn't matter. I mean it was still funny. It yeah. was it was a great account. It was hilarious. I h I don't know if it'll keep going now that this has happened. But uh hopefully it does. And yeah, the Iron Sheik stories are are legend. I mean, he he became popular long post his career because of the Twitter account with the kids and the baby gronks and but he was yeah, he he was, he was a treasure to just listen to. And some of the stories, like you hear from old wrestlers that talk about from when he was in his his prime. I, I mean, one of my favorites was hearing like a Michael PSA story where they're driving and they're getting pulled over and PSA's is freaking out because he's got Bud with him. And you know, he's afraid they're going to get in trouble. They're going to get arrested and they're not going to make the show. And he's just like, <laughs> in, the, in just a chic fashion, he's like, Michael, man, you you not know care. i I chic. I, I I former heavy, WWF heavyweight champion. They don't take us anywhere. You know, and just, just kind of the way he would talk. He'd always talk, bring up how he was a champion, which is awesome. And, and it's, yeah, it, it's uh, great, great interviews, great storytelling, and a uh, good, unfortunate uh, loss for wrestling fans. He had a good,
1: was it Robert with Hulk Hogan back in the day? Uh,
3: he, well, he didn't have a robbery. He was the, they call it like a transition champion. They didn't want Hogan to beat Bob Backlund through baby faces, so. He beat Backlund, and then like a month later, he lost to Hogan at, at Madison Square Garden in 83. Um, his biggest robbery, which was a bad thing, was with, probably with Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the mid-80s. Mm. Uh, you know, the whole America versus sure. Iran, and then they got pulled over together, smoking and doing drugs, and <sighs> got arrested together. and
1: Ruined the whole thing. He Yeah, the whole
3: kayfabe thing, which at the time was still very real, and... They were both punished very. Uh, they kind of took big hits for that. So, Vince McMahon was not happy about it. Well, that sucks. Yeah, because they're supposed to be better rivals and everything, and uh, they're,
1: they're driving together on the road, hanging out. <laughs> so, I feel like there was a moment like that when I was big into wrestling as a kid, where like I, I saw something on TV. It that was, was like one a, of the bigger a ones. picture in a paper of like two, like like Hogan and like Sergeant Slaughter hanging out or something that like <laughs> just <laughs> completely ruined it for me. But uh, yeah, that, that you know, it's like seeing your teacher out in public. You don't, you don't want to believe they exist outside of this realm.
3: No, no, you, yeah, that's true. And uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of a, kind of a sad note because I watched the uh, the documentary on Magnum T A on that note. And I was talking, say
1: you got. Did you watch your docs last I night? I
3: did. I got all the docs, and did you get to watch any? I know you were up late with the Reds game, which we'll talk about. I'm yeah, sure. I
1: watched the Reds, and that was pretty much it.
3: That was it. The Magnum T A one was uh, was pretty good. It's because I told you he you know, had the the, the rack and was paralyzed and. On the kayfabe note, that was funny. Jim Cornette was telling the story of how. What does kayfabe mean? It means just the. the it's Like real life. What, what, yeah, what what goes on in the ring is 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 real, and it's like it's real outside the ring. And for example, like in this one, like Magnum K was the baby face. He was the, the good guy. The, you know, everyone loved him and wanted to be with him. And when he was hurt, you know, the the bad guys couldn't go see him. So the cops said would have to sneak him up in the middle of the night up a back stairwell. Like Ric Flair and Nikita Koloff and, and Jimmy Garvin and guys like that, because you know fans were outside, you know, wanting to see him, and they didn't want he wasn't bad guys weren't supposed to like him, even in situations like this at the time. Not that no one uses, no one follows kayfabe outside the ring very much. The only two people that really do are MJF does one hundred percent. He
1: does not break it, which is so awesome. kayfabe is like essentially not breaking character. Like his like character, you're, yes. you're outside the ring, but you're doing stuff that still is. Like yeah, an like, act. Like you'll them, see videos, of, you'll
3: see videos of MJF just like mocking kids at, at, at okay. autographs and you know just making fun of people constantly. It's and, like method acting. Exactly. He's like he's like Daniel Day Lewis of, of the wrestling world. Uh, he's only, he's one of the only few that really does it. Jericho will do it sometimes when he's a heel. I've heard stories of uh, like when he was a heel in WWE, and a guy and his kid went up to a parent and and his kid saw him in the parking garage and asked him for an autograph, and Jericho told him to, to buzz off. Told his kid to, to shove it and stuff it, and he's then he just walked away from him, mm. you know, just because he was a heel. You know, heels don't be nice to kids. So uh, that's, but very few do anymore in today's age. Very few. So, but it's, it's it's a lost art. But you watched it. I watched it. the tape was okay. The, and I watched obviously the uh, the uh, the one on Bill Walton. <laughs> the Bill Walton I start. We talked about it yesterday, how they're just making these way too long. Only
1: two parts on Bill Walton. Love him. Don't need two parts.
3: I agree. And when I saw it, I was like, well, they're only an hour each. So it's a two. It's technically only a two-hour one. That's not bad, right? The problem is is that this is just like there's two more next week. And as you watch it, first of all, the only thing I was watching in the first one is they were doing his early days. I was like, give me a Denny Crumb reference. Give me a Denny <laughs> And I got it. <laughs> Exactly. In an old interview with John Wooden, John Wood talks about how because I sent my uh, assistant Denny down to uh, San Diego to see you, I've never heard him brag and talk about a man so well. Denny loved this, and Denny was t- Denny couldn't stop talking about how this redhead down here was going to change our program, and so I thought that was kind of cool. The problem is with last night's like if you watch part one, you basically don't need to watch part two because they just almost kind to repeat themselves the entire time, wow. the, with the exception of they bring up. Um, the um oh what's her name uh, the the kidnap uh, kidnapping in the 70s where the girl got Stockholm syndrome um, oh I can't remember her name now off the top of my head those uh, uh, Hearst Patricia Hurst do you remember her no Jack Scott and uh, yeah Jack Scott and Patty Hearst he tells the story of his connection with Jack Scott and Patty Hurst situation in the 70s but other than that the whole second second was just a repeat of the first one something in what am I going to wait for next week, to see a repeat of the second one? Yeah, it seems. It was good up until then. The first one's good, and then it just kind of repeats itself. And I don't know why we're going to do two more hours next week. They're taking, their, they're taking their sweet time getting through it. Yeah, that sucks. But It's like watching the Blue Jays try to build a playoff team again.
1: Hey. <laughs> taking
3: 21 years to get this story told. They're doing the best they can. <laughs> Speaking of baseball. Oh, yeah, here we go. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put my mic down. I'm gonna let you. Please don't leave. No, too, don't need to do that. Please was, don't leave
1: too many stains in there when you're talking about this. I was. It was a fantastic night. What do you want me to say? I don't. I want you to say a lot. Ellie night. Uh, Mary's. I, I knew a couple it's people LA that were Knight. there. They sent. Uh, they sent pictures of and videos of like the ovation that Ellie got in his first AB. I was a little bit nervous because you know they come out and the Reds give up three runs in the top of the third. And I'm like, is the crowd going to lose a little bit of its buzz? Are they going to you know is Ellie going to get the reaction that he deserves? And thankfully, yeah, I think the Reds get the first two guys aboard in the home half of the, in the home half of the first. Ellie comes up with two on, one out, has a good AB, walks to load the bases.: Did not homer like I hoped he would, but he didn't had it, but he did rip a double I by a second at bat on a high fastball that was pretty un- unreal. I mean, the crazy thing about, so he already, I think in his first two at-bats. He had the hardest hit ball of any Reds player this year. First time he makes in play contact as a professional athlete, uh, he has the hardest hit ball of any Red this year. And then when he scored in the first inning, he had the fastest speed going around third base, and he's going like three quarter speed because because it's a stand up uh, score. Like he's just he's a freak, freak, freak athlete. And then you know they tie the game at three, but then. Young socks, like the the, the bullpen socks, like it, it becomes an 8 3 game. They give up a grand slam. Um, Freddie Freeman rips one, and you're like, okay, this is kind of ruining Ellie Knight. But then, how dare they? These baby Reds just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. They get it down to 8 6 in the ninth. Um, load the. You know, whoever the Dodgers reliever was, could not find the plate at all. A couple seeing eye singles, load them up for Matty McClain with the bases loaded, walk off. I mean, it just it was it was perfect. It did feel like it, the Reds Live, and you were watching. You know, yeah, they, have, they do the, the post game show Reds Live at the stadium. We've been on it a couple of times. Whenever we go, we go there. We've been and there's usually, yeah, there's usually like fifteen people there just yeah, standing around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like fifteen deep lines there. People are going nuts. It's the greatest night of Sam LeCure's life. He's he's never been more excited to have a Reds live. He's you could playing tell up the geese and slaws, yeah. playing up the crowd. Like they're loving it. I have not seen a Reds live like that in a long, long time. People are just so desperate for this to be fun. And my God, I mean, they, they again, they may not be good this year. I don't think they're legitimate contenders, but they are so fun to watch right now.
3: Yeah, it was. I actually turned. I can't. I think y'all were down. I'm gonna say eight three when I turned on. I kind of dozed off a little bit during yeah. it. And I woke up in in the 8th, and I was like, well, I just kept it on. And I was getting into it, and you're right, Sam McClure was—he was he couldn't even hear the the guy next to him. You could tell they were leaning next to each other because they couldn't hear each other talking. You know, yeah, you could see during the break he was trying to pump them up. I mean, I I made the joke to you yesterday. I was like, I think there's more people at that Reds Live than the A's had their last game, which – might be a joke, but might not actually be completely <laughs> far off. Have you seen any of the Oakland A's attendances lately?
1: I mean, it's, it's they so got bad. people running on the field, and no one even cares. Which is one of my favorite videos That's of the, the year. Greatest. The guy runs the base like nobody. People are like, they like raking the, the infield, not even caring. The security's
3: like, looking right at him. Like, Whatever,
1: go crazy, buddy. Like we're just happy you're here, right?
3: Just I'm glad. You, hope you paid for that ticket. Let's, you're the only one. Uh, but yeah, it was. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you get like you, know, you said a couple ground grounders with eyes, and then uh, the 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 boy, the your boy, getting hit with the pitch, and it was just. I'm worried about Fred. He got the, that. Looked he bad. took it, pretty bad. Yeah, he had to come out. It was one like, yeah, and then you're like, oh. Uh, but it was it was a fun comeback, a great. I mean, the place was pumped. I was glad to see Cincinnati's a good baseball fan base. Yeah, think. They, they deserved the to get some like. It's not like you know if you're Arizona or Miami when they're winning those fans don't give two bleeps. They'll show up when they're winning and then they'll leave when they don't. You know, but Cincinnati's a, a a good hardcore baseball city, and it's I'm glad to see him get some get some something deserved.
1: Yeah, that atmosphere was something after the game. Yeah, it did remind. Even during the game, it was a nice crowd. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, two, it was the most poppin' Great Americans been in a long time, and it was a Tuesday night rainy game. Uh, you know, with the, with the Dodgers in town, not a divisional opponent. Uh, it did remind me of the, the last time we stayed for Reds Live. Well, first of all, uh, Danny's niece running up on the stage when we were there last month was hilarious. But a couple years ago, we were there. We were very, very drunk uh, after a Reds win. No. And Danny uh, runs up there. He's like, I'm. I gotta, he's like, I gotta go talk to Gies, like Brian Giesenschlag. and Schlag. And I'm like, I don't know why. So during the break, he like runs over there. He's talking. I assume he's dropping like his uncle's name, like you know, I'm, I'm Rick Stowe's nephew, Bernie Stowe's grandson, like blah blah blah. And I come back and I'm like, what, what were you talking? He's like. I asked him about the Blue Jackets trade. He's like, I He's like, I'm, he's like, I'm talking. He's like, I'm talking geese up about the trade. He liked. I was like, What am I doing right now? He's like, How drunk am I? This is a low point of my life. But that was. I love Reds live. Sam LeCure's jacket game is is unrivaled. And uh, it was the first time in a long time where it's like the atmosphere has been that rowdy. It was I did cool. feel
3: old when they were like, Here comes pitching coach Mark Pryor. I'm like, Oh, good lord. I
1: there's a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not the first. It's like. I mean, uh, how my, uh, one of my childhood friends is the hitting coach for the Yankees. I mean, I'm here, right. <laughs> and I know I'm older than he is. Oh, I mean, there's multiple. There's
3: probably half the managers in MLB. I remember watching play in baseball when they were playing. It is crazy to hear I some mean, of the names. Yeah, because it still so baffles me some of the guys that are actually. That I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know we retired.
1: Little only a manager now. But I, I liked seeing the attention that the Reds got last night because you had more eyes on the, the game because of Ellie being called up and you had like Jerry Krabbis tweeting about how they're going to be so fun to watch moving forward. I, again, I still think they're a legit reliever or two away from being an an honest contender, but they, they play hard. 18 comeback wins already. They've got young talent. um, They've got young arms that I think are going to help moving forward. They are set to be very good to have a, a nice little window, and this is the first time where I think they're going to have a window where they're a legit contender since that window from like 2011 through 2014. Now, do you, I'm sorry, you good? I was gonna say, did you open? Did you sneak in that crack in this window in playoffs this year, or is that next year? Sure? I don't think so. I, I I mean, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see them get hot and go on a run and be you know right there at the All Star break. But I think that they're as bad, even as bad as the Central is. I think I think one of those teams, the Brewers or the 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 Pirates, are gonna probably the Brewers are, are gonna get hot and and. Run away with it, and I don't think the the Reds are there just yet. But I think like next year should be in competition to win the Central, and then two years from now, I feel like if you make the right moves, which God, I mean, God love the Reds. It's it's something you can never just assume. They should be, I mean, I think like legit World Series contenders. I'm excited.
3: I mean, I do love seeing like St. Louis twelve mm-hmm. games under 500. And, you know, they probably have the biggest payroll in the Central.
1: I love all their fans too. They're like we're not even trying to win. I'm like, welcome to my world.
3: <laughs> I mean, they have, I, they're, they're, there's no way. They have to have the highest payroll in the Central, right?
4: Them with hey, the Cubs, hey, hey, right?
3: Them and the Cubs. And who are the bottom two teams, by the way? Yeah. They, and, the,
1: <laughs> they're, and the Cubs are bad.
3: Are they bad? Yeah. I miss, I miss bad Cubs sometimes. But then again, I only liked bad Cubs when I got to watch them on daytime with WGN. It's not the, as much fun when you don't get to watch them with Harry Carey.
1: I totally agree. The Cubs have the highest payroll in the. NL Central. They're the only team in the Central that has a payroll above the league average. The Cardinals are second. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I would have guessed that regardless of whether they're winning or not. I mean, the Pirates actually have the third lowest payroll in all of baseball. Oh, that, yeah. Reds are just above them at 25th, and then the, um, the Brewers are 20th. I mean, the, the lowest would probably be Oakland, I assume, right? Oakland has the lowest. Oakland, then Baltimore is right below them, at, right next to them at 29. Really? Then Pittsburgh. And then the Rays yeah. are 27.
3: But Baltimore, the Baltimore is a very young, they're like either very young, they're so their
1: their contract's probably not because Baltimore will spend money. The two best teams in the AL East and, and the best team in baseball are among the bottom four in all of spending, which is kinda of crazy. But Tampa, Tampa's that's uh... And then Cleveland twenty six. There you go. And then Cleveland's a team that usually will spend money when they can. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Load us up there. We'll get your thoughts after the break. We'll also hear from Jeff Brom uh, last night making some comments talking about Kentucky. That's going to fire up the folks in, on June 7th. We'll hear what Jeff had to say last night at the Fraser History Museum, and we'll hear from you as well. Coming up after the break, it's the Mike Weatherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. We're back in Wednesday edition of the Show on 1450 and 961 The Big Eggs. The amount of baby Aaron Hernandez references on the text line right now has me legitimately disturbed. I, I know it's weird Wednesday. I know we were talking about the weird baby Grog thing. But, it, but the fact that so many people went to the same place, I, I don't know what to say baby about Aaron. it. <laughs> That's a I mean, is that... Is it just because we talked about the those Florida teams yesterday? I guess. I uh, mean,
3: I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be worse. Could you baby Mark Chamura. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, you know he didn't kill anybody. He's hung out with some high school kids.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that's why it's not worse than, than <laughs> Aaron <Miranda. laughs> Yeah, it's not like I went like you know Colorado wide receiver or anything. I love. I've got. I, I said Kelly Dickey hit me up earlier today, the, the stat guru at Real Card Game on Twitter, and he was like. I'm trying to figure out what was happening with Breno Giacomini's number situation. He was 78 early on in his L career and then 89 later so he could play tight end, I guess. I don't know what was going on there. Like, do you mind to reach out to him? And so I hit up Breno. And Breno is currently trying to explain his number situation to me in the DMs. And it's the funniest thing ever. He's like... He's like, officially, yes, but when two-thirds of the O-line went in, I would go to tackle, and I would have worn either 71, 72, or 78 as an offense. I'm like, I don't care that much about this. I think Kelly's just trying to get some records straight to get the UFL uh, the media guy together, uh, but Breno is just, he's, he's loving it. He's like, technically, I was an athlete. I could have played all over the place. I'm like, I, I know. I get it. You were versatile. You're a Super Bowl
4: champ.
1: You're it's adult just, Gronk. It's just funny. Uh, he's, he's, big gronk. Yeah, he's big Gronk. Big Gronk. Bigger Gronk. Uh, Louisville Gronk, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text here, and then I've got some Jeff Brom audio to play from last night's Meet the Brom Family at the Fraser History Museum. I was also touched by the amount of people that reached out, and they were like, "No, Brian." I'm like, yeah, Brian, Brian's no. He's he's not allowed to those things. We don't talk to Brian. We don't. Whole, all Brom family besides Brian. That's how it's going to work here. Uh, I'm skipping over the initial text that everybody asking about explaining the baby Gronk situation. I get it. We did it. Made it happen. Texas, I hate to see the pressure being applied to the baby Grant kid way too early. It is too early. For yeah, that. it's just – just it, th- that's something the that child services need to be called on. He's been doing it since – so the kid is 10 now. He's been doing it since he's a kindergartner. Like, that's you – know, crafting this online persona, I just uh, – it's a little much. And then he gets asked, again, the interview that I'm referencing – I think it's from Pro Football Scoop. It, it, it is, you know, you read it and you're like, man, what's this guy thinking? He gets asked, they're like, do you have any other kids? He's like, yeah, I've got a daughter. She's six. They're like, are you going to do the same thing with her? He's like, yeah, she's got a kindergarten basketball highlight video already. We'll do it. I'm like, why? I mean, once you were
3: at the, the triple, are you going to pimp her out? Yeah, exactly. Because you're doing your son. Texas
1: says, if you guys do not get on Spotify, we will burn you to the ground. Okay. <laughs> 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 I love it. My guy... Uh, I like how no one said a word about this that we brought up now. It's like, why aren't you there? Well, no, we didn't bring it up. They, they brought it up. I they, thought we... They no, keep I, bringing it up. I keep saying that like we're on I Spotify. I brought it up
3: because I brought it up on KRC, by KRC.
1: No one had said anything until I brought it well, up. Well, the text line brings it up all the time. They're like You guys always say you're on Spotify, and you're not on Spotify. I'm like, yeah, we are. And then yesterday, you were just like, no, we're not. I don't think we are. So I I thought we were. Well, no, we're not. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin Rank, who... Helps me out on Car Chronicle, always listen to the show on podcasts. I feel like he always texts me at night when he's listening live and he's like, You keep saying you're on Spotify. He's like, I don't think you are. Like I always look for it to where I listen to all my podcasts. I, you're like the only show that I can't find there. And I'm like, keep listening. We find out. was like I find out on air that we're not on Spotify. We'll try to make that work. I don't know. Uh, Texas says Rizzed up sounds like what happens to TK's mom. <laughs>
3: I mean, I, no comment. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it, when he part? I
1: thought it was a rapper, but okay. Texas Trevor, she's also a very talented gymnast and would be popular, but yes, she's hot.
3: I mean, she's popular because she's hot. I'm sure she's a great gymnast. Can you name me a gymnast that that's popular that's not hot?
1: Well, I mean, not in college. I can't name you another gymnast. Period. Okay, but, exactly. That's, it's, it's my point. I only know her because everybody tweets about her all the time. Yeah, because she's odd. Texas, this kid shouldn't even be old enough to have a phone, much less be paraded like a social media circus. I'm a little disappointed that Louisville took part in this. I don't know. I mean, I, I, some I, a couple other people made the same comment. Like, I guess, but like he's also he's going to all the biggest programs. Like he's getting like he's he got he was on the sidelines for the Houston Texans. NFL game last year. Like he's, you know, he went Why? to Kentucky, he went to LSU. I mean, because it's a, a social media hit, like people, uh, you know, he's got gravitate he's got, towards these things. I almost have as many followers as he does. How's he a social media hit? He's got like 600,000 followers on different, relative, different platforms. I think he's like a TikTok is the big thing. Oh, uh, okay.
3: Yeah, see, I'm not on TikTok.
1: I, I don't know what his. I have a live. I saw him follow <laughs> me on Twitter. I didn't check out his account. I saw his tweet about UFL. I didn't realize that his followers were so low on. On Twitter, yeah, I mean on Twitter. He's only got four thousand. That's not
3: much. No, it's not at all. That's what I'm saying. I've got, a, I, I've got a thousand. Maybe I should be a
1: superstar. Texas. After hearing the story of Baby Gronk, I hope that AI wipes out our species. It's coming. Peter <laughs> <laughs> so says, "I don't know. Eternal non-existence is better than sharing a plane of existence with Papa Gronk." Which is better, hanging out with Papa Gronk or the permanent cessation of consciousness? I'm probably going with the latter. Am I still watching the? Bill Walton documentary. (laughs) What the hell is going on? (laughs) Texas, the worst would be baby Aaron Hernandez. There it is. Speaking of trending on Twitter, have you all seen why Zion Williamson is trending today? Big yikes. I have not. I have.
3: Uh, Uh First of all, this is one of those Twitter moments that makes me hate Twitter. Because I click on it. And I have to scroll for like 10 minutes before I find out what it's about. It used to not be this bad. Because all it is is people going, here's Zion and with a little video they think is funny, which no one does. You used to always
1: get, like, the, 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 the first tweet would always kind of explain why that person's, and now it's just like a ton of jokes before you actually get to what's going on. Yeah,
3: and I and I don't know exact the details, but from what I can understand from finally after scrolling again for like, I said, like 10 minutes to find it, was that apparently he's having a kid, but he banged a porno star. And she like she's like put like she's like put him on blast I guess online like she put out like a DM or something from him about it. Um, that's what it is. That really is that really all that bad? No. I mean, he had, well, You tell me a pro athlete had an extramarital affair? Oh, oh he's on. not married.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> why, why are we even talking? Why is he even trending? <laughs> I mean, I think he he knocked up a porn star. Probably. No, it wasn't. That's...
3: He didn't knock her up. He he's having a kid. He announced that he's having a a, a baby. And then right after that, like, this porn star came out and was like, yeah, but you were banging me. Oh. Yeah. Some uh, I, I don't know who she is. I've never recognized her. I
1: motivated you to get back in shape. Oh, God. I can't read the rest of that.
3: No, 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 no. You can't. You know, I mean, once you, yeah, you got to scroll through. Like I said, you have to keep scrolling to find out. Like, the first thing I found was allegedly got exposed by a dope film star after he just announced he's expecting a child.
1: Mariah Mills is the, the porn. I guess she's not the porn star. No, she is. I think so. I thought. Well, she's, she's calling him out for impregnating a low budget porn star. And that's not, I don't think she's referring to herself there. Mariah Mills. Um, Clear the rest of my schedule for tonight. <laughs> Mary, you have to watch the kids. I got to dive into this. I got to figure out what's going on here. She's posting some videos. I don't know. Yeah, no, she's the porn star. Mariah Mills is the porn star. So they're both porn stars, I guess? I <laughs> guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Zion? I mean,.
3: I guess he's got a tie. I to don't him. recognize her, but then you he <laughs> has he her
1: clothes on in this picture. So,
3: Texas <laughs> says Jimmy Pesto
1: is a January 6er. Oh my God, we're all we're all struggling to come to terms with what's happened today. Texas, how would Trevor handle being the CEO of CNN? I knew that somebody was going to bring this up today. What? Uh, I bet he would re-air shallow how over breaking news coverage. I get to take over CNN. It's much like Taylor Swift. Up for grabs. So Chris Licht, who came over, who people were were not happy about when he took over CNN, uh, the his his tenure at the network did not go great. He has he's now out. He's out at CNN, which means it's wide open for the taking for you to take over and start airing all types of. I mean, it'd just be professional wrestling and then like '90s NBA drafts on CNN.
3: Oh, that would be awesome to replay '90s NBA drafts. You watch that? I'd. I mean, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool. I mean, seeing young Huey Brown out there talking about breaking down
1: breaking down film like you're the, the the other three major news networks are all airing the presidential debate. It's like Trevor Kelsey's CNN is airing the 1992 NBA draft and lottery. my ratings would kick their butts. Uh, depending on who's running, and pro- there's a chance I'd watch that. Over <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, who wouldn't re- who wouldn't rather
3: rewatch re- themselves and go number one than watch than, than than watch Trump Biden and some other
1: dude stumble over their words for ninety minutes. Texas says, I can't wait till he signs Baby Hernandez. He's going to kill her to the next level. So many Baby Hernandez references here. That joke was way too low hanging fruit right there. Texas says, and another, This is another one. The dad is obviously horrible, but why are schools like U of L playing into it? That's I, I kind of agree with. That. It's a valid question for sure. No, I don't see you
3: I see I see Uvel, I didn't see Uval like actual people from Louisville with him. I just saw him in the jersey.
1: He visited. He did like, the photo shoot. Some of people did retweet it. Um, okay, well. but I mean, he's going to LSU. He's going to UK. He's now going they, to all these different schools. Yeah, the, LSG, not just us the LSU. The sure. LSU one
3: seems the most, but that's just because it's with the the gymnast girl. So they probably want to post that the most. I would assume
1: she's risen him up. <laughs> I think I don't think that's I think that's illegal hugging him. I don't think. I don't think. she, don't think a, don't think she I, rizzed him up and even I, hugged him, according to the the viral TikTok video. I haven't been rizzed up in months. <laughs> months. Let's
3: be real. I th- I th- well, I I didn't think that that was like a foreplay thing. <laughs> Texas, are y'all on Spotify yet?
1: No. Yes, keep, right there, dude. Dude, look at us. Come on, listen. Texas battle royale between Baby Gronk's dad and Lavar Ball. Who wins? Probably Lavar. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> like the worst
3: sports dads in history, like you throw Richard Williams out there, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Tiger's dad. Tiger's dad, yeah, yeah. Um, that, I know uh, he's not an athlete, but can we put Macaulay Culkin's parents out there, too, maybe? Sure. <laughs> Who was the um, – Todd Marinovich, his dad? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he – that's what's going to happen to this poor kid. That – yeah, without maybe the, the stint in the NFL. Yeah, that's uh let's not let's not let him do anything and so what a shock. By the time he turns eighteen he's doing every drug known to man.
1: Texas says his kids is with a stripper. Okay, so he's got the kids with the stripper, but the porn star is the love interest? Okay, we still talking about Zion or baby baby gonk here. Could be either one.
3: I don't know. Yeah, you gotta let me know if you're gonna change the Baby Zion. <laughs> baby Zion.
1: I mean so why
3: is she just a stripper? I mean, it's... it's well, we're clarifying. It's yeah. different
1: than a porn star. We were saying that they were both porn stars. What's the difference is what, a video camera? <laughs> well, I mean, a, a sexual act, for sure. That's true. Yeah, depending on what club you go to. Texas, you might have uh, knocked the porn star up, though. She said she's late. Oh, so he might have both. Zion. That's I mean, going to suck. Poor decisions. Who? I mean, is there anything... I mean... I mean, honestly, the, the saddest part of the whole most embarrassing part of the whole now. thing is the, the 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 stripper saying like I was the one who made you get into shape. It's like can nobody else get him <laughs> into shape? He's making millions of dollars to play basketball. I'm sorry. I when when did he get into shape? I guess uh, he was there was a period of time. Again, Zion's one of those guys who like if he just works out insanely hard for a couple of weeks, he looks like the most ripped person on earth, but if he lets himself go at all, like two cheat days He's blowing up. Like, like he's looking like the, you know, the the Zion we've seen in too many pictures. I feel like he's, he's been all over the place. He's the, the Jonah Hill of professional sports. One week he's just <laughs> he's, super cut. The yeah. next week he's just, he looks like five pounds overweight, 10 the, pounds overweight. I
3: don't, I don't, I don't I'm not going to give this Twitter account a shout out cause, with, with its name, but it's tweeted it just says Zion impregnates porn stars, job plays with firearms, and RJ Baird is Canadian. This 2019 draft class is finished. Like I feel like there's Like poor Canadians. Like you're being thrown
1: in. <laughs> That's just a joke. I know, but it sounds funny.
4: <laughs>
1: that yeah, that draft was that was supposed to be so good. It's kind of, I mean, not great. Not going, not going great. Texture says, uh, "Wow, I never thought that Dion, <laughs> Donald Trump and Zion Williamson would have so much in common." Buzzing. She's 33. Who? The porn star. Yeah. Texas, why do people... I got two questions. One, why do people love forgetting Sarah Marshall so much again? It's all right, but maybe overhyped. That's blasphemy. Yeah, you you blocked that texture right there. Blasphemy. You're blocked. Two, are the Reds winning again tonight? Uh, is Ellie getting a run? I don't know if the Reds are going to win again tonight. I think they're going to win last the Dodgers night. Dodgers are a good team. I mean, it's, The Dodgers are great. And, yeah. I mean, I think we're... Who do we face tonight? We face – I mean, they're all good pitchers. Um, I can't remember who's on the hill for them. It's somebody who's good but has bad stats this year so far. <laughs> Describe most of the Blue Jays' pitching staff right there. Um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy now. I've gotta, I'm like you. I've got to look it up. Oh, no, Syndergaard. And we're throwing Brandon Wood. No, Syndergaard's a dodger? Yeah. He's 1-4 with a 6.54 ERA. I mean, he's, had, he's on like his fourth arm, right? I mean,
3: the the guy missed, like, three years with arm surgery, I thought. It's probably why his numbers aren't great, right? He was actually once a Blue Jay prospect.
1: And we're also—I mean, I don't know—the Jose Barrera thing for the red soapbox for a split second. I don't know what Kevin Newman has on David Bell. Newman. But, my God, I wish I loved anything as much as David Bell loves Kevin Newman. He (sighs) went 0-5 last night and left 10 guys on base. He tried to lose the game single-handedly— and we just refuse to play Jose Barrero. I don't know what's going on there, but he's in the lineup again tonight. The Newman Fairchild back-to-back, hitting back-to-back, is going to. I love Stu's hustle, but those two guys don't need to be hitting back-to-back in a big league lineup. Sorry. But we had Ellie. Ellie's in the lineup tonight. He's batting fourth again. He's playing shortstop tonight. They're moving Matt McLean over to DH, so we get a chance to see the defense for Ellie in his second big league start. Should be fun. Uh, Texas says, are you all on tune in yet? We are on tune in. It just doesn't work sometimes. Uh, Texas, but it's not, that's not just us. That's all. It's every, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not just us. It's, it's a site-wide thing. Texas says Jennifer Capriati's dad would like a word. She's, she's on the, yeah, the the, Mount Rushmore's of bad sports I forgot about her, too, yeah. Texas says, I need Trevor's thoughts on Trump being indicted on federal espionage charges tomorrow, possibly. You know what they're going to be. I think of spies. I think of Donald Trump. <laughs> me Text says, have this seen this... espionage and trumps don't go together says, have y'all seen this picture of the yankee stadium because of the canadian wildfires i did i saw the uh we were talking about at the beginning of the show the the wild like, the crazy shots all over new york are just they're very creepy it looks like some post-apocalyptic world Texas, are you going to do a marketing thing with your son and baby trevor <laughs> baby kelsey baby tk <laughs> 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 he's looking less and less like Trevor these days, and it makes me sad. I wonder, <laughs> He makes me sad. I know. Every now and then, we get like my photos on my, my phone. They'll, they'll do like this, like for you section a lot, and it'll be like on this day one year ago. And every time there's a John from a year ago, he does. He looks like just little little baby Trevor, the, the throwback. And now he's he's looking less and less like TK
3: No, oh. <laughs> it happens when they get past like six months.
1: And that's what they say. <laughs> Texas, is as crazy as the world is these days and everything changes so fast uh, constantly I'm glad to know the old adage of quote you can't turn eight. I went to a housewife it still holds the test of time <laughs> well he's, he's trying to do both right he's I
3: mean, can he not find a good girl somewhere in New Orleans come on Zion I mean really I mean
1: last text of the hour forgetting Sarah Marshall is God tier there are rumors that Dracula the play is getting made I agree with the first part of that text, and I would love to see Dracula the Musical actually get made.
3: Yeah, I was never big into the Dracula the Musical. I love everything else about the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love There's just like one guy in the oh, bar that
1: laughs at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some text also says Rudy's dad. Definitely, Rudy's dad would be on the Bad Sports Parents. Rudy, Rudy from the movie, Rudy? Yeah. His, his dad was. What do you mean his dad was. His dead? dad was awful. No, he wasn't. His dad was terrible to him. No, no, his brother was awful. So was his dad. Remember they get into a fight, he's like, Frank, good.
3: No, wait, And then he throws Rudy out of the no, bar. He, no, he, threw, no he, he was breaking up a fight between him and his, bro, and his brother. And that's what his dad said, Frank, good, and threw Rudy out of the bar. Get him uh, out of he here. He threw them both out of the bar because he knew he was better than... No, his dad... His dad supported him. I, I I call BS on that one.
1: His dad told his dad met him at a bus stop and told him that dream's the worst thing that you can have. No, he said no. He said you can have a good life, just sometimes don't set the bar too high. I, mean, I wrote an entire blog post about this. You can look it up. It's called the, the title is very simple. It's Rudy's Dad was a the D word. <laughs> and I, I broke down all I, the reasons I, why. I,
3: no, no, I'm fighting for Beatty here on this
1: one. No. You're the only person I've ever I, known who supported Rudy's dad.
3: Yeah, Rudy's dad's good now. His brother was 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 a, a, a D hole, but I mean is the dad was good? No, the dad, he, he supported him. He just didn't want to, didn't want to lose, break his heart too much, and get his expectations too high. And he, he almost didn't. He had a fight to get into from Holy Cross. He was going to give him a job. See how proud he was when he came back with that letter from Notre Dame. He, he announced it, that it by taking him getting into Notre Dame for his dad to love him. He just didn't want to. He was. He kept it tight, tight vested. He just didn't. I'm sorry, he just didn't hug him all five seconds. You kids and you're, like everyone's got to give love and emotion. Come from an older generation where you got to fight to hear "I love you"
1: from the parents. First of all, he only kicks Rudy out of the bar. I don't believe that. I just I, the clip is right here. I'm watching it, <laughs> and then t- goes. Are you watching it with no volume? He throws Rudy out, talks to Frank, and goes, "Good, Frank, good," and then says, "Don't nothing ever change." I remember that part. Yeah.
3: I mean, because Rudy did start it, though, right?
1: Actually, Pete started it. I mean, this is a direct quote from Rudy's dad. So you're a whole... All because he threw him out of the bar over We should drive. all try to learn from the mistakes of our parents. I, he, he says, chasing a stupid dream causes you and everyone around you nothing but heartache. Because, and, and why does he say that? Because he talks about his father and the mistakes he made chasing the dream. It's a terrible quote. Well, say you're taking it out of context. No, I'm not. He's telling him not to go try to go to Notre Dame. He's telling me because because
3: he looks at Notre Dame as a school for smart people, rich people, athletes. Bakers aren't that aren't that. You can be a good guy. You can have a good life. I, he re- maybe you know, he it,
1: refuses to believe that he's on the practice squad. So if I tell you, I'm he laughs at, at his grades when he goes to Holy Cross.
3: You laugh at me. So 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 you're you're a bad person because you tell me I can't pole
1: vault. I'm not your dad. You could be. <laughs> We don't know that. I've never met him. Can, do you want to take a DNA test? I mean, he, <laughs> like, he, he's so happy that he's going there. And then he, when Rudy tells him, like, I want you to go. I'm going to go run on the field of the game. He's embarrassed. and like, tells him to stop talking. What do you mean he's embarrassed? He, he still doesn't believe that he's actually on the team until no, he that's the, brother. To the game. No, that's the dad. That's the brother. I Trevor, you. Like, you need to go read the post. All the proof is in front of you, like everything that you're I don't even need always to watch, watch the movie. I've got <laughs> clips in this entire post. It's like a 5,000-word post. I did it four years ago before he played Notre Dame in the, in the opening game. Uh, all of the evidence, as if with all your arguments, is for there for you to read if you just take the time to read it.
3: You're taking things out of context with that stuff.
1: Too. I'm not.
3: Yes, you are. Read the so, post. So you're going to just take because he tells about Notre Dame without revealing the fact that he pre, before he says that he talks about how his father doing that and almost ruining the lives of him and his brothers by following a, a, what would be considered a silly dream.
1: It that has no reference to what he actually, the quote that I'm using. This Anyways, is, read read the entire post. I, I go over all this stuff again, like everything that you refuse to believe. The I proof mean, is right I out know there. The takes you heart. five seconds to Google it. I well, know. You have, clearly don't because you're just you're making stuff up about him throwing both brothers out of the bar when he only throws one out. I don't remember him throwing both, but that, exactly. I,
3: I, I think it's hilarious that he's a bad father just because he doesn't throw one brother out. He's a
1: terrible father. It's the throughout only example the movie. you have. Read the post. There's like seventeen examples. It got a lot of attention. It was spread all over the place. Do you want me to read it and point out how most of those are probably wrong? Yes, please read it. Okay. Watch the clips that I've shared. Watch, the, read the quotes from the movie. Rudy's dad's the worst. Where, where is this? Where is this article by the way? Again, Google search Rudy's dad was a well. You can't do it on the air because it's like five. It's very thoroughly researched. It took a lot of time. I don't think it was. We'll go to break when we come back. God, I mean, have you ever researched anything in your entire life? Four o'clock hours up next, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. We'll come back. We'll talk a little Jeff Brom, his clips from last night's appearance at the Frazier History Museum. Uh, it's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and one. the Big X. An ant farm fan by any stretch of the imagination. Name another song by him. I enjoy Michael Jackson's music much more, but I like their version of uh, "Smooth Criminal."
4: The hard rock version. Yeah,
1: I I liked it. It was sketchy. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike
3: it. I just don't know if I'd say it's better. I mean, teach his own, but I mean, right? uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the the, I don't know who did it. The the one that did the um, Boys in the Hood remake. Like I like that remake, but I still. But and I still wouldn't uh, take it over Easy E version. I mean,
1: I thought it was still pretty good, though. I think that I heard that version before I ever heard, like, the Easy E version. Really? <laughs> I think I knew that one before I ever that heard it. That did not surprise me, because, yeah, by the time, yeah. I told you the story. My, so my brothers, I've got two brothers that are 15 and 12 years older than I am, respectively, and they were big into Easy E when I was, like, a little, little kid. Yeah, you and you I that. got sent home from preschool for rapping Easy E lyrics from, uh, from Easy Does It. I mean, we were just
3: destined. You're, you're, you're rapping naughty words. I'm wearing T-shirts with women's breasts
4: on it. The I thing mean.
1: was, I I cut out all the, the <laughs> naughty words. I still remember. It's one of those things, you know. Uh, a seed gets planted so deeply, like the roots are too strong. Like I, I still remember the exact, like the lyrics, and I I can only say them without the words because I'm Eazy D. I got, <laughs> you may think you got, but I got much more with my super duper group coming out to shoot Easy E. Mother cold knock in the boot, and I I did I didn't understand that there were pauses for a reason. I just. They taught me the cadence. They taught me the words, and the preschool was like, "You need to talk to your son because this is <laughs> this is not acceptable." But the, that was the that was all I knew of Easy E for like what kind of baby gronk are you raising over here? I was like I was baby Easy, <laughs> baby Easy E. <laughs> That's what they called me at Christchurch Preschool back in the day. Um, all right, five zero two 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, we got intern Patrick in the house. Yeah, by the way, slamming but, some jaggers. Yeah,
3: don't don't br- you can't how you gonna bring him food in here? This is not cool, man. What mic are you on? I don't even know. Tap it. It's the, I don't know. No, let's we'll see if this one works. Talking to it. This is good radio. There, there we go. Goes. Perfect. Hey, well, you're like I'm putting you on if you're going to bring food in here not bring me anything from Jaggers. I didn't know what you wanted. Anything plain with a burger? <laughs> Fries? That's what I got
2: over
1: <laughs> here. Do I, look, do I look picky over here? Actually, I no.
3: am kind of picky, yeah.
1: As I said, you are picky. I am picky, but I didn't yeah. Let's talk Jeff Brom. Last night, the the, the Meet the Brom family at Treasure uh, History Museum. They had an event from six to seven thirty. As Patrick shows off his Let's Play Football T-shirt.
3: Patrick, I'm gonna mute you. So if you want to talk, just give me a thumbs up or something. Okay. Okay.
1: I saw you. He was rocking that at Railroad over the weekend too. I saw you, you pictured with the fam. Can't believe he lost his Shady Rays glasses though. He, he did. I still got mine. It was a tough look for Patrick. Basically, I haven't Dugan lost mine. Dugan posted that picture all over the place. He posted it on Twitter. Posted it on Facebook. Everybody, including Patrick's girlfriend, has their sunglasses on, and Patrick is squinting hard. <laughs> he without the sunglasses, it was a tough look. <laughs> he has trouble keeping his eyes open. It was like rough. Me. It was. It was rough. He wants to talk now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking
3: at him. What do you want to say?
0: Uh, Purdue's kicker follows my dad on Twitter, <laughs> and he he sent me a DM on Instagram asking where I got this shirt. Oh, nice. I think that's the kicker. Is that,
1: our, is, is that inside <laughs> intel? We need a kicker now. I guess we're, I think yeah. he's
0: out of eligibility. Oh, well, never mind. It's it's Who falls
1: eligibility but kicker? Come on. Uh, so Jeff Brom was asked about a number of things last night. There were some light-hearted moments. I did love that. You know Jeff was talking about when Oscar wants information, he goes to Brady. He doesn't go to Greg. He doesn't go to Jeff himself. All that good stuff. Classic Brom shenanigans, shabromigans. Uh, but I, some of the interesting parts of the conversation afterwards, when Jeff was talking with the media. The topic of the rivalry with Kentucky did come up, uh, and obviously this is a rivalry that at once, you know, you know, i say multiple times, has been dominated by Louisville thoroughly, but recently has been just absolutely dominated by Kentucky. No competitive games in the last four years. Uh, I guess the last five years, four straight games. Cards have now uh, lost six of the pre- previous seven years, which is just uh, it's, it's not, not, not ideal. Uh, and Brahm says he doesn't only want to make the rivalry competitive on the field, he wants to He wants to start winning right away. And the quote that he threw out there last night was, we understand that it's important, and that's important to understand. You have to understand rivalries if you're really going to put an emphasis on trying to win it. It can't just be another game. There has to be preparation being done now before the season starts, which is, I mean, you don't want people thinking that you're like, working on your Kentucky game plan on June 7th when the game is being played on Thanksgiving weekend. But the fact that you're trying to instill in your team a little bit of a sense of We don't like these guys. That game, when it comes around, is going to mean a little bit more than, you know, not to use an example, but like, you know, the the Indiana game even in Bloomington, the the Murray State game. Like, like, this is what we need to start doing. You are getting beaten for recruits. You are are, are getting the fan base is taking hits because you're not competitive with the team that they want to beat the most. Let's let it be known. Let's get it in your DNA. You play for Louisville. We don't like Kentucky. We're going to make an extra effort to beat them. What has been happening for the last five years is embarrassing, and it's on you guys to turn it around. And I think that there was a lack of understanding with the past regime when it came to that. I mean, hell, we, we, I, don't, I don't think it. I know it. We heard it from Scott Satterfield himself after the first game, where he's like, I didn't know that this was a rivalry. I didn't, I didn't really get it. I'm like, well, how? Like, how, how can you not understand? Uh, I mean, coaches, it's part of your job to dive into knowing which games on the schedule mean the most to the fan base and making sure that those games are emphasized and the messages communicated to the fan base that we get it. Like, like We want to beat them just as bad as you do and we're making every effort possible to ensure that that happens. And that didn't feel like it was there with Scott Satterfield, with Jeff Brom and the rest of the staff, so many of them being from around here. It's nice to know that that's not going to be a concern moving forward. Sum it all up, bleep UK.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I've got the 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 clip of him also talking about. That's what I was. There. I thought you were going to hit play. I was like, expecting to hit play on this, and you kept going No, no, no. It. I was just talking about the, his other quotes. We don't, yeah. I, I don't have a. There's not a clip out there that I've seen of him making that quote, so I just had to read it. But he did talk about the quarterback room. A lot of talk this offseason about how many quarterbacks have been added to the roster, bringing Brady Allen over from Purdue. He spoke a little bit about that last night as well. Here's what he had to say.
4: Well, Brady Allen, we recruited uh, at, at Purdue, and uh, he's from the state of Indiana. I got to see him play quite a bit, uh, had a successful high school career, came with us this past year at Purdue, and like every quarterback who's not starting, had to you know, learn the offense and run the scout team and go against the number one defense and find ways to get better. He's a great young man. He works really hard. And like I said, not only developed him the position for this year, but also for future years, is important. And uh, you can't just uh, take anything for granted. So I think he's going to work hard. He's going to add value to the room. Uh, he's talented. Uh, you know, he's going to fit in well uh, with our with our other quarterbacks and our and our team. And I just think, uh, you know, the the more uh, valuable pieces you can add to the puzzle, uh, the better the competition will make the the overall position. I,
1: well, Brady... I think that that's what you expect to hear from Jeff Brom. I mean, it's what yeah. we kind of talked about. There were some people who were like, "Why are we getting this many quarterbacks? This is a you know, it's not a good thing." And the reality is. We spent the last four years with one quarterback? Pretty much. And we've used the. I've used the anecdote before, and I'll use it again here. Everybody loved tossing out the little tidbit last year when Aiden O'Connell was starring for Purdue about, you know, he was a walk-on who was eighth on the depth chart. You have to have eight quarterbacks to be eighth on a depth chart. Like that's you – know, <laughs> you, you need a deep quarterback room if you're going to have that type of rise to prominence. And I think that with Jeff and Brian and so many people here that understand the quarterback position, you trust yourself. You say, if we get enough – seemingly capable arms in our quarterback room, we can find somebody who's going to be good enough to to help us win a conference championship or compete for a conference championship or compete for a spot in the playoff when it expands to 12 teams. Like that's, you know, the more options the better. And if you have, look, injuries happen. We've seen it happen the last couple of years where we've had to rely on Brock Doman or we've had to rely on Evan Conley. And thankfully, you know, Brock was able to lead us to a 3-1 and record playing a... As a backup last season, Evan Conley had some moments in 2019, but neither one of those guys, I think we could, most of us could agree, could take Louisville to like a, a 10 and 2 record as a starter. It could make us a legitimate ACC title threat as a starter. You got to make sure that you have other options who can. And I think bringing Brady Allen over, hopefully developing some of the younger guys that we already have, um, taking on some walk-ons that had prior you know high rankings coming out of high school. It gives you it gives you options to work with, and if one of these guys has a rise to prominence like O'Connell, then then great. It makes you feel better about the future. Um, so I'm I'm all good with that.
3: No, I mean the, the 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 more chances of throwing
1: something against the wall and having it stick is the better. I don't think that. And look, you can't worry about everybody's feelings. You you can't worry about mm. people are talking about you know Pierce Clarkson's feelings and all this stuff. if you're good enough, if you are a elite level college quarterback, you're going to prove it it's going to shine through, it's going to be evident, especially to somebody who understands the position the way that Jeff does. And in this day and age, it's also just not the way that it works. Look at the, I mean, virtually half of power conference teams these days are starting quarterbacks who began their career at other power conferences. I mean, some of the best quarterbacks every single year are guys who were transfers because everybody wants to start now, and that's just the way that it works. So you've got to, with knowing that, You've got to load up on the quarterback room, expecting to lose some guys in the coming years.
3: I mean, Texas pays seven figures to bring in Quinn Ewers, and they recruit Arch Manning right behind him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe that's... Burrow
1: was a transfer. All, yeah, all these mean, guys are, are transfers. It's Caleb just, Williams. yeah, Caleb Williams, who's the, the Heisman front runner this year, is a transfer. He right. did follow his coach, though. Still, yeah, it, I think it, it's still the, the point's the point. More, to, I think. I don't know what the exact stat is. I'd be willing to bet that. Fifty percent of Power Conference teams are going to start a guy this season at quarterback who began his career at a different school,
3: and probably because he started a different school because he was one of maybe four four quarterbacks who were top one hundred prospects That's, that school signed. We're doing it. I was in a year or two. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, you can't look at a Power Conference school and not see them having multiple quarterbacks. I mean, we we, we still had. Uh, I mean, when we brought in uh, what's his name, the the kid from Alabama that, that bombed. Well, I'm trying to blink on his name. Will Gardner. No, no, the, the, the four-star kid from Alabama that that pass. I mean, we brought him oh. in when we. I mean, we, he we had redshirt. He was a top prospect still. Yeah, we I mean, we talked about UK bringing in multiple quarterbacks
1: in the same class. I mean, it's that's how you do it. I mean, I'm just thinking ACC off the top of my head. Jordan Travis started here. Brennan Armstrong is an interconference transfer from Virginia to NC State. Drake May, I think, was North Carolina the entire time. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. The, the the kid at Clemson is a, a Clemson recruit. Riley Leonard at Duke. Like
3: Clemson has lost quarterbacks. Kelly Patrick. Was it, was it not Kelly Patrick? What was his name? Uh, the guy that went to Missouri. Oh, his last name was Kelly, wasn't it? Yeah, something, something Kelly. Yeah, Kelly was either first or last name. I forget. Kelly Patrick was a guy who used to work on the station with us. Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, yeah. Transfer. Transfer. Clemson, yeah. He left.
1: Um, who am I forgetting? Justin Fields left Georgia and went to Ohio State. I mean, Phil Djokovic is from Boston College to Pitt, another yeah. transfer. Who replacing a guy that they transferred from USC. And then Plummer here. Um, <laughs> the, the kid, Tyler Van Dyke, I think is a Miami guy, right? I think he was. Uh, yeah, because he thought. started
3: as a sophomore, I think, yeah, a redshirt freshman. So, yeah, he's pretty much been there. The point
1: stands. Lots of transfer quarterbacks in, in power conference football these days. You have to load up your quarterback room to, to be ready for that. That's just the way that it works. Uh, other things that I thought Jeff talked about, you know, he got asked straight up about the roster and how it's changed since spring practice ended a couple of months ago, and he said, for sure on paper, we've made a lot of strides. We've made some new additions and we think that we think can help our football team and be a big part of us helping to find a way to win. You'll never know for sure until they get here what exactly they can do and how they fit in, but to this point, I think we have brought in some good young men that are good teammates that are going to work hard and they're going to want to do their part to build this program. Um, and That's, I think, what the rest of the country is seeing right now. Louisville had some areas of of deficiency on the roster when Jeff got here. They've addressed them as best they could through the transfer portal, and by everybody who ranks this sort of thing, put together a top 10 transfer portal class. And a big part, obviously Jeff wants probably has greater aspirations moving forward, but he also wants to win now, and he talked about that last night. He said, I feel like as a staff, we've addressed the uh, weaknesses as much as we can. We've been committed to trying to improve our football team with the development of our guys here and adding new pieces, figuring out ways to attract the top prospects to come and be committed to building this football team. The goal is to win now. I like that. Is there a
3: position we didn't address in some way or another?
1: No, I think we, we've we tried. I mean, we, we, Tied End is still the one that kind of sticks out. We were like, you know. It's, yeah, but we still brought in a five-star recruit. But it, yeah, Jamar Johnson will help out for sure. But I think that was still a position where you were like, we'd love to have an experienced guy who could come in and, and be a, a starter. And I'm not sure you have that right now. But you still, like, you've got Josh Leifson to play. This is a Josh Leifson show. We, yeah. Lefson, we, we love him. We love our, our KCD Bearcats. Uh, so you've still got options there, but besides that, I mean, he went. He got linebackers. He got secondary players. He yeah. got offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, he got wide receivers. Didn't get any running backs, but didn't I, need but them. Probably
3: because we didn't need well, them. Yeah. And he
1: did. He got Isaac garrendo from Wisconsin. Okay. I uh, think they got one other. The, the the kid from the Bronx is a walk on. It uh, wasn't. A, it wasn't a need because we had depth 30 coming back to it. Because we had Jordan and Turner, which will help. And yeah. garrendo will certainly play, and, and he'll help as well. But I, I think, I mean, the the biggest priority, he addressed it right off the bat, getting Jack Plummer a quarterback. You needed yeah. a guy to come in. And be a guy who could step in and play the role for at least you know, this season, help us bridge the gap until Pierce or, or whoever is ready for next season. And if nobody's ready for next year, then you do the exact same thing. You mm-hmm. go out. We see this again. I mean, you go out and you get a guy who's a one-year quarterback who can come in and start right away and help you out that season. I
3: mean, it's not just, to not to bash on Satterfield, but if we if we if, if we still had if, if still the coach here, are we spending this offseason talking about Pierce versus Evan Conley for the starting job?
1: I I think they would have gotten somebody. I'm just not sure it would have been yeah, but be somebody saying have that we could be excited so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but we also have had Malik Cunningham here for four years. Like, that's the difference. It is nobody wanted to come in and compete with a guy that Satterfield was willing to say, like, he's our starting quarterback.
3: See, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess there's some truth to that. But, I mean, again, then again, we're also we've also named many examples of power conferences and even our own now with Jeff, who, I mean, He's not having problem bringing in competition for a, for a top
1: prospect quarterback that Pierce was. He's not, but he's also not bringing in guys that are wanting to be starters right off the bat. Like Brady Allen knows, I think he wants to. I'm sure he would love to be the starter, but he, well, knows he already
3: redshirted once. So. He
1: knows that he's coming into a situation where he's probably going to be the backup, and then hopefully will be handed the reins next year. Clarkson's thinking the same thing as a true freshman, uh, and then everybody else is just kind of they, they know their spot. Like we we were going after guys who wanted to be starting quarterbacks in the transfer portal before and couldn't get them because. We had Malik, or or got them sometimes, and they'd come here, and then they'd leave after three days.
3: Yeah, well, I don't, I never will consider the the was that one well, McCaffrey was, uh, it was McCaffrey. It was McCaffrey. Yeah, that dude, that dude sucked anyway. He was not good. Did you see the speaking of? Well, we also got the freshman coming in next
1: year's class, the the uh, a top prospect as well. He's, I mean, not. A, any he's top, a good prospect. Is well, he a careful. four star? Is not he? I think he's high three. Okay, I mean, I'm saying that. I mean, he's a. I think he's like the 25th ranked quarterback, Deuce Adams. Um, still I mean, 25th. If you that's pretty decent to mess yeah. high enough for me. No, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm, i don't to say to that. Crap, I'm just not saying he's. <laughs> I'm not sure he's a guy who's going to come in here and expect it to start as a true freshman. Maybe not. I think that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, if, if Brady Allen's ready to go, boom. If Pierce Clarkson's ready to go, boom. If they're not, go out and get another transfer. They're Maybe. gonna. We know there's going to be a ton of them available. Speaking of real quickly before we go to break. Speaking of Malik Cunningham, I don't know if you saw Bill Belichick talking about him specifically after practice uh, yesterday. Uh, Cunningham is working out at quarterback with the Patriots, but they're also working him out at wide receiver, uh, and Belichick said he's played quarterback at Louisville, we're giving him some work at receiver, he's an athletic kid, a smart kid, um, and there's little doubt that he can play the position, so Malik, I mean, should not surprise anybody that Malik, he said it himself, he's like, I just want a spot, I'd would love to play quarterback. If someone wants me to play wide receiver, I'll play wide receiver. Whatever they want me to do, I'm going to do it. And so the Patriots are trying to figure out a way to for him to carve a spot on their roster.
3: Patriots have starting wide receivers both from Louisville next year. Yeah. Dante Parker's there. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can you know, keep him healthy and, and get him going a little bit. I
3: mean, Parker is healthy. You can think Malik's going to – I mean, what's the first time it's happened to Malik when he goes over the middle? <laughs> I just picture the cowboy from Waterboy. The, the Michigan
1: Dow kid when he when he goes over the middle to catch a yeah, pass he's going to have to do the you know, <laughs> slot receiver thing where you just you fall down and catch it immediately that's, <laughs> that's going to have to be his thing if he's going to do yeah if he's going to do that i will right, we'll take a break when we come back some thoughts from you guys 502-414-1450 your thoughts on Jeff Broms comments from yesterday any football nuggets you want to get to hit us up on the Thornton Stacks line uh, we'll get your thoughts after this here on 1450 and 961
2: the Big X I am and okay, if you so any you walking, I you any you walking, I am you are walking, you dance, you walk. See, I like you. I have one question. Uh,
3: when did this song come out? Oh, God. Uh, I was in high school, I think. Okay, so why in the video... Oh, was it like 2000? So why in the video is there a kid dancing in the beginning wearing a mask like it's 2020? I don't know. It's so, like, it blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. This video didn't just come out, right? I don't know if Alien Anform had any other song. Oh, I don't think they did. Like the Bloodhound Gang. They, I like how they do give the lean. I forgot about that. They do the, yeah, like, it's like a kid wearing like a surgical mask dancing well, on the that, he, He's doing Michael
1: Jackson. That's the, the, well, the lean. I know, yeah. But the the kids like is wearing a surgical mask. I, I, wait a minute, this is yeah, he's boys. Well, that's what he's doing. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson used to wear that mask. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was like a thing in the in the in the nineties. I remember that. Yeah, that's that's the cause, and that picture of the kid. Now he's all dressed up. He does the moonwalk and stuff, and he's wearing the, the Michael Jackson mask. Oh, I didn't
3: know Michael was. Okay, I, well, thanks for answering that. That's uh, that's what you get. That's why you ask questions, people. Gonna, it's curious minds. He's got
1: an inquisitive mind.
3: I do. I mean, I, I like I, I, it
1: drives you nuts sometimes, but I have an inquisitive mind. I like to know. Well, I mean, off air, I'm good with it. On air, it's. A, I mean, <laughs> we don't need to stop and pause for every part of anything that's said. I do feel like I'm at home. Virginia is very much in the, like, she asks questions about everything. And, oh, my, I mean, she just doesn't stop talking ever, ever. And everything is a, like, well, why are we driving on tires? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, my questions aren't that bad. <laughs> I feel very similar. It's like I never really leave home when I come <laughs> when I come on the radio show. Well, that's just because I look like your son. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Have you seen what the, we talked a decent amount of baseball here recently because all the other big sports are – in hibernation for the yeah, baseball's actually being. going on baseball's <laughs> going on right now one thing we haven't talked about is Luis Orellas from the, the 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 Marlins he's hitting 401 right now which is huh he's hitting 401 last night had two hits to raise his average above 400 how many hitters so we've played 62 games the Marlins have how many hitters since 1941 do you think have hit above 400 62 games into their season <sighs> In in, in the history of baseball? Since 1941. Oh,
3: since 1941. that post, like, Ted Williams and I guess? Uh, What guess that wouldn't be? Uh, I'll say four. Ten. He's the the tenth. I mean, names combined, like, are Gwen Williams. Itro. Gwen
1: Itro has not done it. Uh, No, I mean... uh, Brett comes to mind. The most one the only one that I remembered and it's the only one that's happened since 97 is Chipper Jones was hitting 421 was he in 19 uh, in 2008 um, but the, besides that like it, the, we're talking old I mean Ted Williams was hitting 407 in 41 Stan Musial and Ted Williams were both hitting above 400 in um 1948 Rod Carew in 83 Paul O'Neill in 94 John Olerud in 93 Yeah Rod Carew was Jewish did not. Tony Gwynn in 97 and Larry Walker Larry Walker in 1997 through 62 games was hitting 422
3: with the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then if you want to I can remember him blowing up a little bit when he left Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to know how all those guys ended up uh the high well obviously Williams did hit above 400 yeah. in, in 41 hit 406, but the closest to coming to actually hitting above 4 was Tony Gwynn. In 97, finished with a 372 average. Walker actually still hit 3 uh, 366. What, what did,
3: did – does that not count the strike? Yeah, I thought Wynn had a higher average than the
1: strike year in 94. In 94 – I could be wrong, obviously, but I thought – It doesn't fall into the – because we're talking 362 games. Uh, okay. I don't know. So, whatever, Tony Wynn was not above 400 through games that year. I don't know what his average was when the strike happened, but – And did, did I hear you say George Brett's name? I, you did not. Oh, I, I could Tony Gwynn was hitting 394 when the strike happened. Good lord, that's insane. Yeah, beast. I thought Brett flirted with it at one time. I guess something. I don't remember. He may have, but again, like I'm oh, just okay. talking about guys that were hitting above four hundred through 62 games. So it's, I mean, maybe he was hitting three ninety and he was right there. But I'm, that's just the snap. actually. You're right.
3: He actually in, in 1980 he ended at three ninety. There you go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> good call. He never had it his eyes After that. Was
1: three twenty nine in 1990. But I mean, it's been a while since we've had a guy kind of flirting with this, and, and I'm I'm curious to see how this this plays out. Uh, the Marlins are not a very visible franchise, but I'll pay attention. I mean, 400s—that's
3: an achievable stat left in baseball, right? You're un, you're muted, buddy. I don't think so. I don't think
1: anybody's going to do it.
3: I mean, among amongst all the other stats that are untouchable, like Cal Ripken or 100 steals or or wins or complete games, third winning 30 games. Yeah, I mean that's.
0: Like these are like I don't think I have a prayer Ted, being uh, touched. Four hundred is probably one of the most touchable. I don't know, but it's the most touchable. Ted Williams. <laughs> Ted Williams would have. <laughs> so Ted Williams, Williams would have hit four twenty in forty one if uh, sack flies didn't count as at bats, but they did back then. Does that sound Ooh. as bad as it
1: sounds in my ear?
3: Yeah, dude, he's a little yeah, muffy. Dude, yeah. I think it's the mic.
1: I mean, look at the. I can try. You want to try the other mic? Over look there, at the better? batting champions the the last few years. So. Like the, the average of the, the batting champion in all of baseball the last few years, 326, 327. Oh, it's going to be bad. 364, 335, 346. forty six. Three like n- Nobody's even really come close. Like, no. no I mean, you've had one guy in the last 13 years hit over 350 for a season. I didn't say it was – I guess, yeah, I mean I – I guess I
3: figured, like, among, like I said, amongst the uh, by comparison to other stats, it was the more obtainable than some of the others, maybe. I think it's definitely
1: it's more approachable than whether it is t-
3: approachable or not is another question, I guess. But like, it's more approachable than like Ripken's record. Oh, well, that's never getting touched. Nor is AC Green's, probably. I don't think. I mean, I don't steals, think anybody's coming near hundred steals again. A Try to I'm get touchable. talk for me, Patrick.
0: I said stolen bases in a season is untouchable. Okay, I just want
3: to hear your mic test. Okay, but go on.
1: And also, I mean, stolen bases is kind of like average in where, like, there was a period of time, like, Carl, Jose Reyes stole 78 bases in 07. He was up there. But recently, like the last 10 we're years, down. nobody's coming close. Like, like last year, the steal leaders in the AL and the NL were 35 and 41 steals, respectively. The year before, 32 and
3: 40. We're just going to talk season stats here, not career stats, right? Yeah, we're just talking season. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to catch Ricky Henderson's like career stolen either. I mean, I guess you could if you played long enough and done, like, 40 steals a game maybe or a season. Maybe if you played 30 years. I don't know. But
1: Brian Hunter stole 74 bags in, in 97. I think you do from Atlanta's having a good is steal base Vince year. Coleman stole 77.
0: You think hitting 400 is more obtainable than 70 home runs?
1: Yeah, Kuna's got 26 so far. He's not having a nice little run. Vince Coleman stole 107 bases in in 86. Like, he was the last one to do it. 109 and 87, yeah. Yeah, him and, him and uh, Ricky Henderson. That was the the, the
3: the highlight of stolen base days, or at least the last highlight of it. He can outrun he can outrun a pitch to throw to second, but he can't outrun a, uh, a tarp. I think 70 home runs is probably more approachable
0: than 100 stolen bases. Uh, I mean. What about hitting 400 versus
1: 70 home runs? Uh, 70 home runs is probably still
4: We'll I mean,
1: Aaron Judge last year came closer than anybody's come to like hitting 400. I think. Like, who's the, and who's the RBI record? It's like Hack
3: something from the Cubs, right? Uh, like Hack um, Wilson, I think is it. What Hack is Wilson
1: it? is a, Was is a famous baseball player? Yeah, I think he owned. he own the RBI record with like 150 or something in a season? Yeah, I um, thought I could be wrong, but RBI record single season. Uh, Hack Wilson, 191. Okay, I had the right name, but it was way. I felt way short. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's is he like
3: 190 RBIs? Probably not. I mean, I can't imagine anybody be. I mean, you get,
1: a, you get like 100 now, and it's, it's a pretty good accomplishment, right? All the RBI records look like they oh, from like the 30s. The hammering 30s <laughs> is what they called them. <laughs> Gehrig driving in tons of runs. Well, it would be the – Jimmy the, Fox. That would be the, the – that was when they finally they switched the balls
3: in 1919, and everybody started blowing everything up.
1: There is nobody on like the top 30 list. Sammy Sosa in 2001 is the first person – like Manny Ramirez in 99, like the only guys in like the top 40. That are post-1937. What was Sosa's? Uh, 130 see. maybe? 140? 160. Oh, 160. Okay, wow. Man Ramirez drove in 165 in 1999. But recently, like, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is, it just, is baseball the one sport that has the most, I mean, other than maybe 100,
3: I mean, somebody might reach 100 in basketball, but like I feel like that's the one sport, like, records are not usually getting touched. And it's the sport where records mean the most, right? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, it's like NBA. I mean, I I didn't really think the triple averaging a triple double was obtainable, but now it's just like ho hum. Yeah, like, yeah. Now, now, yeah, triple is everywhere. And that's just because the, the NBA changed the way it was, the, the rules and everything, so it made it more easy. I mean, a triple. I never thought maybe a triple uh, triple crown would be not triple crown, but uh, yeah, the, in baseball. But then again, I never assumed that you know you could you could win it by not having the best season either. So yeah. No, no disrespect to Tahata who did it. I think wasn't it. Was it Todd? No, Cabrera it? did. Cabrera. Was it Cabrera? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, my bad. He was a hell of a season. Maybe he's a beast. No, oh, he had a good season. I'm just saying I just you could have done it without even having a good season in hindsight if you think about it.
1: All right, Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. Text says, YouTube camera's coming any day now after that heated debate about Rui's dad. Text- oh, there was no debate. I looked at your article, by the way. You were all way wrong on this one still. You lo- you read the 6,000 words during I didn't break. read
0: it. I skimmed through it. Trevor's
1: never read 6,000
0: words in his life. I've got brain. it right
1: here in front of me. Texas says Rudy's dad was definitely a D in the movie. Texas says, I'm Team Trevor on this one. No, because it's good. Texas says, you're right. Jerseys are shirts. Kenna Walker is a role player. Why are we surprised TK is standing up for Rudy's dad?
3: Because he's, he's, you're
1: painting him with a broad brush that's not fair. I imagine your reaction when he says, When I grow up, I'm going to play football for Notre Dame. He laughs him out of the room. Starts laughing. Okay. That's terrible. Well, he's like, so you laugh at me when I say I'm doing stuff. You're a lousy
3: friend, then, right? I'm not your dad. But I just, and you're I not a nine-year-old
1: kid. You're a 43-year-old man.
3: <laughs> I mean, sorry for not like ruining the kid's expectation.
1: You, what do you want to be, baby Gronk? Well, the dad was wrong. He laughed at him. Kid ended up playing for Notre Dame. Sort of. Suck it, Dad. Texter <laughs> says, uh, "Was linked to a Rick Bojic tweet that says so?" His mean, dad motivated him for that. No, he did. He wouldn't. He would never gotten there if his dad hadn't been the way he was. His, his that was the worst. His whole family was the worst. Uh, Rick Bozich says, oh, God, let's not do this again. The odds for the next NBA expansion cities, Las Vegas People plus wide. 150, 40%. Seattle plus 250, 28.6%. Mexico City is third. And then the fighting Louisville Derby cities plus 950, they give them a 9.5% chance. I – we, we've covered let, this. Let it go, people. We've covered this several times in the show.
3: Let it go. I
1: am never getting my hopes up for the NBA no. coming here again.
3: Let it go. We had it's not this happening.
1: We had this huge movement. You know, Dan Issel was doing the NBA to Louisville. I had friends that were on this, NBA, and I was like, I was like, this is basically a frat for you guys. It's it's a social club. Don't think like, they're like you need to get involved in this. I'm like, why? There's no movement. There's nothing that, about this that no. is different than any of the other 50 movements that I've heard over the last 20 years. It's not happening. I'll believe it when I see it. And the NBA is going to expand. They're going to go to Vegas. They're going to go to Seattle. Yeah, that's it. It's obvious. Uh, Louisville lost their
3: chance when Vegas became successful with the Golden Knights. That was the test run by pro sports. It worked. They, the NHL didn't help hurt by letting them load up, as you told me on their expansion. Did. Yeah, I mean, they 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 kind of they kind of played the the, the total the, scam. Yeah, because they knew because they knew if it wasn't successful though, you weren't going to have the Raiders probably move there, and then no other team was going to move there. So they they tested with NHL, which it's a good sport to do it with when you're talking about the, the big four. It was successful. Now the Raiders have moved there. It's been successful, which the Death Star is an awesome looking stadium. And now you're gonna have the, the Oakland A's be there. And yeah, that was it. That was global that was its only chance. Because they're not gonna go more than two teams. You knew Seattle was a guarantee. They've always been a guarantee. And global's only and they're gonna go east and west. And for those that want to tell me, well, they're both in the west, Trevor, yeah. What they'll do is they'll move Minnesota to the east.
1: Or will they move Memphis to the east? Or Memphis, yeah, they'll move one of the two. You're right, yeah. They're giving London a five-point. London is plus 1,800. A London NBA team, ridiculous. I can't see that. We're flying across ponds. I feel like they said with the
3: NFL, too. The NFL is like, like, they're going to expand to London. They'll play a game or two over there like they're
0: doing with Jacksonville this year, but they're playing back-to-back weeks over there. If those are real odds that are at a real book somewhere, and you parlay the Vegas with... Seattle. That's probably a really good bet. I mean, it's a game. If those I, are real odds that you can actually bet.
3: I guarantee you, if the NBA expands, those are your th- those are who get it. I anyone else
1: would just floor me. I, I I don't see. I mean, the only way we'd have a shot is if they expand by more than two teams, or someone moves here. Yeah, that's that's really
3: expansion is probably I think no no hope at all. I give it no chance. Uh, getting someone to move here, there you got a better shot, and I don't know who it would be. I mean, I, yeah, I, I couldn't even guess who would move. I mean, because Vancouver was a,
0: a, you know. And would they
3: play at the Yum Center? Is that how it would work? Yes. I mean, what major city? I mean, I can't I can't think of one other than Charlotte maybe losing the team again. We lost it once. I mean, but I, I don't even see that happening really. I mean, I, yeah. It's I, not happening. There's yeah. no point talking
1: about it. It's, it's not
3: happening. Yeah. I, I refuse go, to believe
0: it. I'm done. Can I pose a hypothetical that's pretty on topic today? Okay. No, I don't like If it on top. Trevor was born into Ernie Woods' household, how far would he have made it in professional golf? Oh, is that Tiger Woods' dad? Yeah. Okay. Like, because he was crazy. Like, if. Do you call him Ernie? Ernie Woods, right? Earl. Earl Woods. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Trevor.
1: It's like, I'm talking s- to, it's like I'm still talking there. to Trevor. Over here. Friends Earl Woods.
3: Him. If you were friends with him, Mike,
1: you'd know it. they if call him Trevor Ernie. Was born in <laughs> Earl Woods'
0: house. <laughs> how far would he have made it in professional
1: golf? Would Earl have just walked out on him? I think is the, is the bigger question. Is down. there
3: a crazy sports parent that could have motivated me?
1: Probably. I feel like Earl Woods would be the one. This is a very nurture versus nature debate that I didn't realize we're going to get into on a Wednesday afternoon I here. I mean, when we
3: just break down trading places or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay. One dollar! I've never seen Trevor swing a golf club. I don't know if he has any natural ability. Maybe he does. hes I don't think you've ever swung a golf club, have you? I have. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, go? the people that
3: saw it happen would question whether it was actual swing or not. No, but that's not a good start. Yeah, but. it's. It, I mean, it. You know, I, it's not. Uh, it's not a thing of beauty, but, you know. Sometimes, you know... You didn't
1: feel any natural skill oozing out of your... your but, what is it? Doesn't Beauty
3: it is in the eye of the beholder? So, I mean... Did you hit the ball? Eventually.
1: Okay. Well, this is, I don't know. <laughs> do I, Do we think Earl could have made Trevor into a, like, capable high school golfer? Because he, he puts the club in his
0: hand at two years old. He's making him run quarter miles for missed chips.
1: Is it... I'm going to say yes. I, I'm going to say... I mean, we know that Trevor has some semblance of athleticism. He played basketball growing up. played yeah. Some sports growing up. Played
3: baseball. I was decent at baseball actually growing up.
1: I think if you had a, if you have that level of a dad, they could turn in just about any kid who wouldn't just like run away into at least like a decent high school golfer.
3: Well, I mean, I didn't have a dad.
1: <laughs> well, we're talking about Earl Woods. Oh it, yeah, yeah. In this hypothetical, I mean. I don't know if it would. I mean, like, would Trevor have been so defiant naturally if you, oh, had, like, yeah, I Earl, been. if you had Earl Woods present in your life from day one? I was semi
3: in way, and, and, and I didn't have the talent.
1: I could see that. I still think he would have been. I think he would have played high school golf with Earl Woods as your dad. <laughs> That's my final answer there. I would have gone with, like – I mean <laughs> –
3: why is it always, like, do we, are there any crazy sports parents for, like, baseball and basketball and football? Oh, uh, well, you said Mar- uh, uh, Tom Marinovich. Marinovich, you did. His dad's, like, when, the all-time dad. Yeah, that, but, and I mean. Poor Todd is still strong. Why does that feel like we're, we keep bringing these up and it's either, like, Hollywood or it's, like, the, the golf and tennis sports that get the, get this rap?
1: I feel like we know, yeah, I mean, tennis, I feel like every tennis parent is kind of a crazy parent. Like, the, yeah. The rich sports, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. I mean, wasn't Bryce Harper's dad kind of like a crazy baseball dad? He's from he, Vegas. I don't know. Is he had him doing crazy stuff when when he was like fifteen, sixteen? Um, but yeah, you don't have those like like Lavar Ball. Well, you got Ball, I guess. But he's—I mean—is
3: he really that bad? He just—I he, mean—we don't know what he was doing with his kids. But I mean, we just know he's crazy because of the marketing he does. And is there adults though, yeah. or at least in a certain level? There's some wild basketball parents. Out I mean, there. Th- th- we probably know he maybe was making them like out there dribbling in the middle of a sandstorm or something. But I mean, yeah. I mean, but right now we just know he's just nuts because, you know, the promotional stuff he sure. does.
1: Texas, I'm all in on the WNBA to Louisville. That seems far more realistic to me than the NBA coming here. Like, we are a good women's basketball market. We have success. Uh, you know, the, the U of L women draw big crowds. Uh, we have a lot of players in the WNBA right now. That, to me, seems more realistic than us ever landing an NBA franchise.
3: I wonder if we get. Yeah, I mean, they have one in Indianapolis. I wonder if they would want to put one here, though, that close.
0: I think it's two. It's what? Of that question. I'm pretty sure it's two. I'm pretty sure it's Connecticut and Vegas.
1: How many WNBA markets don't have an NBA team as well? I mean, there's um, only, there's several that uh, all that don't have an NBA market. Connecticut and Vegas, I'm pretty sure would be the answer.
3: Uh, uh, those two don't. Um, Seattle doesn't have an NBA market.
0: I forgot they had one. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's the only, that's so only, so only like three four, though. It's
0: like a fourth of the league?
3: Yeah, but there's also only, what, uh, what 12 teams? teams so there's, there's, there's only 12 the teams, league. yeah. Yeah. And most of, them, most of these teams, most of these franchises are sometimes in their second or third or fourth location.
1: The, the, that lead needs to expand. I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't Span- been on these. Well, they because I mean, they have a player problem right now. Like all the, the like Emily Angsler was a top four pick and she's cut. Like her second yeah, year in the league. They also only have like twenty picks in their draft. Well, <laughs> oh no, yeah, more than that. But they still, like, it's still an issue. Like star players are getting cut because they only there's twelve rosters. It's uh. It's like they need more teams. And remember, we had the post about them exploring like hundred different cities. I'm like, did she get picked up? She got picked up and then she got cut again by Washington. I'm starting to think maybe one, that's not a roster problem, maybe her problem. But I mean, I mean, she you gotta get a shot. I mean, there's so only so many roster spots available when you have veterans that are hanging around the league for so long. I mean, that's no, that's true. 100 I mean, hundred different cities.
3: When I see Katie Smith still playing, I remember watching her against Cheryl Swoops in college.
2: It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of the best players
1: like 10 years ago are kind of still the best players now. Uh, Texture says you never know what ridiculous topic Trevor's going to take a hard stance on that's why we love the show
3: you don't you, you which never- one was, I don't find I don't find defending Rudy's dad ridiculous I know I will make a I, I, I might do it on occasion but this one I don't find is ridiculous because I, I just don't understand how you even the, yeah I, I think it's ridiculous you think he's a bad dad I, just, I think, this might be my top three things that have annoyed me if that professional and what was the other one you did that really made me that really angered I me? I can't
1: believe him? you're defending Rudy's. Like this, is, I'm honestly, I'm legitimately surprised. This sounds. I feel like this is like a universal take. This is like no, like, yeah, like I, you're the one person I've ever had seen pushback on this.
3: I mean, if anything, I thought and the only thing I've ever had pushback on Rudy is the
1: offsides argument. Well, but that's like a real life thing. That's a <laughs> that's not a that's not in the movie. But uh, text says did he shout out Roush? I don't even know what this is in reference to.
3: Oh, yeah. to 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 Brom. Oh, that's a, that's a step <laughs> there it
1: is! <laughs> Big Louisville found Nick Roush.
3: What was the third thing that you said? when, when, when you? I can't remember what. It, oh, the uh, Gran Torino. That's it. Yeah, that's, uh, so, that's so predictable. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the movie just sucks for a variety of reasons.
0: I
3: get that. It just—I guess your reason, your reasoning for predictability is what uh, what annoyed me about it. I guess.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just—it's not, <laughs> not not my favorite.
3: This one's at the top like of the it. list, though. This one, this one, we're going to go to and nail over i don't know what to
1: tell you. <laughs> Texas Malik shouldn't have been a starter at his true position in college. No way he becomes a starter in the NFL at that position, at a position he's never played. Besides, he couldn't take a hit in the ACC, yeah, much less the NFL.
3: I mean, I, I I want to see him be have success because he's a Louisville guy, but I'd put. Fifty bucks, as he's not on a roster when the season starts.
1: I wouldn't bet against you. I hope we're both wrong. Oh <laughs>
3: yeah, I would love to be. I know this is that we said a lot. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, it's the summer. That's that's what it is. I mean, there's sometimes. Hey, I guess that makes me a bad fan, right?
1: No, no. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, thought I had to. Okay. Texas says, uh, Mike, can you recall a more exciting call up for the Reds than we had uh, last night? We talked about that yesterday a little bit. I was trying to remember, but. It's the most ex- for me. It's it's number one.
3: I don't remember that atmosphere being like that, even for for Dunn or who
1: was the other one we brought up the, the, in 08? Uh, I brought up Homer Bailey. Was a, it was a big deal when he got called up in yeah. 07. Um, not Dunn. Who was the
3: who was the other power hitter you had?
1: The, the,
3: the other Adam. Uh, help me, dude. Duvall? Come on, the Yeah, no, not Duvall, the I mean, he the, wasn't
1: called up. But, oh, God, bring farting over here today.
3: You got me all razzed. We were
1: very excited for Brandon Larson back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> who apparently was the weirdest dude alive. But this was for me. I mean, Matt McClain. There was a lot of hype for him coming up earlier. But this is this is the most exciting call up the Reds have had since I've been a fan, for sure. Jay Bruce. Even with Jay Bruce's call up, like it, the, the atmosphere was not like that. No,
3: this was amazing. like it was. Remember, different. Yeah, you're right. Like these players we've mentioned, I think had excitement. Big guy called up, but. I admit, and I maybe mean, I go back and watch Jay Bruce's first game. I could be wrong, but I don't I – like mean, last night was like it, it almost – can I use the word
1: electric? It was. I mean, I mean that was I – I, I mean, It was like a get, rainy Tuesday night game. Yeah. I mean, the place is
3: packed. It's going nuts. The fact that you come back – and I know he doesn't get the winning hit, but, you know, the, the prospect that caught, called up just two weeks ago before him, he does get the winning hit. I mean, it's – yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons if you're a Reds fan. I know there's a lot of holes you you pointed out and it's still in this team, but there's plenty of reasons to get
1: go from six to midnight right now if you're a Reds fan. Texture says uh, Sean Casey. I love the mayor. He was an Indian before he was a Red. He was not a, a yeah. Red call. <laughs> Texture says the Paul Yanish call up brought tremors as a Yanish <laughs> defender from back in the He's day. He's actually listed as starting shortstop on the Jay
3: Bruce call up team. Yeah, I'm sure he was. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ball, Josh was a great defensive player. Could not hit for absolute crap. He was twenty. I'm sorry. If you're 25,
3: I feel like you got to be younger to have this kind of excitement for a call up, right? It's 20. I mean, that's should you? Because if you're 25, you've probably already been hanging in the in the minors for at least three or four years. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Nothing against. Not saying that you should have to be called up before 25 because the catcher for Baltimore is 25 and he's Adley Rutschman. Yeah, he's destroying everything. He's having a great year. Texas, says, does Mike
1: know that Roush is related to Brom? I do. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, this, 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 uh, all over the, uh, the, the intro. There's his the, uncle, the, yeah. The introductory press conference. He was there. Uh, Texter says, it's been a while since I've seen Rudy, but I felt like his dad was more a product at the time than he was a total D. I bet 80% of the dads in the Midwest around the time were similar. That's the way that they try to, to paint it out. I
3: mean, his son's also just just quitting his job on a, on a whim to go to college at, like, 24, 25 years old. I mean, he—he's trying to stop his son from maybe making a bad mistake. Well he was wrong. Well, he obviously he was.
1: That's the point of the movie. Texas says twelve rosters, and the veterans don't retire. WNBA definitely needs to expand. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's—it's it's a tough for anybody trying to break into that league right now. I mean,
3: they want to. The NBA wants to pay more money to keep them from going black. Then, then that's fine. Yeah, then.
1: Texas, but, is there a market L size that supports major pro sports and power five athletics?
3: So, what do you mean, say that again?
1: Is there a market L size that supports both Power 5 athletics and major pro sports? I mean, the closest thing we have to compare it to is, is Memphis, which is clearly bigger than, we, than us. Um mean, really? Yeah, uh, and, and they, I mean, they do a good job of certainly supporting the Grizzlies. I think Memphis basketball fans will tell you has fallen off a little bit in recent years, but the fan base still definitely cared. I mean, they sold out when they hired Penny Hardaway. They sold out their Midnight Madness event. They've had good home crowds in recent years. There's clearly excitement there, but when, they, when that program dips, I think the, the support that was just always there regardless isn't quite there anymore, although we can relate to that in recent years as well. So,
3: I mean, I think the Houston towns, Dallas and, 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 and possibly Houston and they Texas. They did say
1: Power 5 Athletics. He said Houston, right? Houston's remember. Big Twelve now. So yeah, technically, I guess that. Okay, so Cincinnati. What well, conference is
3: SMU in? They're they're not, they're still in AAC, right?
1: SMU is still in the AAC.
3: Yeah. Um, no, not Minnesota, really. I mean, they don't. I mean, I guess certain sports for the Golden Gophers, but they do they do a decent job supporting their football team. I think, right? Oklahoma City. Yeah, have their fan base. I'm not a big fan of their basketball fan base. I think they're fairweathers. Um. Okay, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, I don't
0: know. We're not gonna go to I mean, that's that's yeah. That's Cincinnati does a pretty good job. Not, I
3: guess. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, the Bearcats have some support. Yeah. I mean, they're not way bigger than Louisville. Actually says Trev keeps trying to get Mike to be his dad in real life or vicariously through John. Uh, keeps burning this image of Trev trying to overtake Baby John's body like Vigo in trying to possess Baby Oscar's body in Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Mike, I'm not your dad. You could be. Do you want to be? Oh, yeah. Classic Trevorism. I'm dead.
3: All I know is I love the
1: Ghostbusters 2 reference. It's a great reference. That's
3: all I care. I you, I don't <laughs> care what else. If that is even insult, it's supposed to be insulting to me, I don't care. It's just funny. The fact you pulled a Vigo reference on me <laughs> is just makes you awesome.
1: I love you for it. Thank you. I, I don't care if it's considered an insult. I, I, I don't, don't think care. it is. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back five o'clock hours. Up next, more nonsense. We got intern Patrick in the house. It's a uh, Wednesday here in lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana, on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. It's just gonna be Prince and Michael, but that's their ant farm in there for you. I that. <laughs> <laughs> a little alien ant farm sprinkled in on a Wednesday. I was, just,
3: I was just going. Well, I was gonna go Michael because uh, in honor of Ellie being the, king, the new king of pop. Uh, you know, get it pop. Play, I, play. I get it. I wordplay like your word play there. I like it. But then I was like, I won't have a reason to play Prince because I love Prince.
1: I so, love like Prince too.
3: Yeah. No one. No one's ever been more paid to, made fun of me more than when. I told Perrin Johnson once I, when, I, when I'd go to the gym, which I know, the shocker, this was like 10 years ago, so that was happening, but I would listen to Prince's. That was my workout music. <laughs> Prince, he's, like, he's like, who listens to Prince's? like, I don't care what you say. If I'm lifting weights, nothing makes me want to do one more rep than Dove's Cry. He's like,
1: <laughs> tonight I'm going to bench press like it's 1999.
3: <laughs> I mean, Prince's parents in that song, they're bad people, I think. It's like
1: Rory's dad. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Welcome in Rudy's five dad was, a, was a saint. Five o'clock hour here on 1450-961 The Big X. Hopefully your Wednesday is off work and you're headed home. Even if you're not, thanks for spending some time with us here on the Big X. Uh, we've talked to Little Jeff Brom. Been the second hour talking about his comments last night in front of the crowd at the Fraser History Museum. As you met the Broms, um, we've talked to more nonsense via the text line, of course. <laughs> We have not talked any more about PGA the Live Tour merger, which is still uh, very juicy. I did love that the the guy who does the Netflix, who runs the the Full Send show, he had a picture of Rory like on the phone and was like, "Just to answer the question." Like, yes, we were shooting when the news broke. Like, like that's gonna be must watch TV. And Rory got out there today. Rory, he was the most adamant supporter of the, the the PGA throughout all this, and probably the most critical guy when it came to the Live Tour. Um, Got up today and talked ahead of tomorrow's Canadian Open and said, you know, I basically I feel like a little bit of a sacrificial lamb. Uh, He's like, I do feel better about things moving forward. He's like, this is not really a merger. It's basically just this group of Saudis, uh, of Saudi backers having more influence. It's still going to be PGA driven. It's still going to be all the all the stuff. He handled himself really well, as he always does. But it's definitely just a weird atmosphere moving forward. Very curious to see what the atmosphere is like next week at the U.S. Open when you have the live the, the players and the PGA players interacting for the first time post this news breaking, but it's still, uh, it's definitely still the big story in the world of sports. We've also got NBA Finals game three tonight. Yeah. Are you going to watch? I mean, I, I feel Yeah, I like probably will. There's, I mean, there's, I'm going to watch Dynamite, but I mean. I'm still more into Ellie De La Cruz mania. Like, I, I'll probably, I'll watch Ellie. I'll flip over at the end for the, the finals game if it's close, but I'm. I'm just not that into it.
3: I'm not. I'm <laughs> I, 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 just I got, in, you just not that into yeah, it. Yeah, no, and I'd go see a movie in theaters. It's not a bad movie. It's okay. It's not bad. There right, are worse movies. You're, you, I will. You, you're right. There is. There's better movies, and there are worse movies. I'll see For sure. both. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll probably do the same because the game's at what is it? Eight eight thirty, I think. Probably eight thirty. I mean, yeah, eight twenty or something. Like that. Uh, yeah, I'll probably flip it over and watch it a little bit here and there, mainly because I want to, you know, gather up the DVR and AW something fast for the commercials. And most likely the women's match, uh, but the uh, yeah. I'll, I mean, if it's a blowout, I'm not going to keep it on. I'm. I'll, I'll probably. I'll watch m- as much as the Reds as I will probably that game, which is you know, I guess sabotage. Now the thing I want to know about the this PGA Lib combination still is okay. We we. I joked yesterday about the. I mean, are they going to like? Is there going to be a new name? I no. mean, I mean, are they just so? What the Lib is just going to disappear and it's never going to? I mean, they're just going to
1: drop the name. I think after this year, yes. I think they're going to finish out their, their tour. But the, this group, the, the PIF, the, the Saudi Arabian group, is going to like like – they're not bringing – mm-hmm. Did you mean POS or PIF? PIF. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one fits. Um, if the shoe fits. <laughs> like, it's basically going to be them having influence on the PGA, which once they want it all along. Like, if, there's a, if there's a big winner in all this, let, let there be no doubt – the big winners in all this are the the Saudi billionaires. Like they got what they wanted originally. Um, they're going to be able to have significant pull as far as the future of the PGA, the way that the tour plays out, the way that the rules change. Like they're they're in. Like they, they got what they wanted to begin with.
3: Just for having, they just bought their way
1: in? Basically, again, they Michael Scott paper company their way in. Like they launched this like this rival company that was not doing well at all, but that was you know, Offering something that the PGA couldn't. The PGA was trying to up its purses and, and probably wasn't – they were struggling to pay long-term. It wasn't a good situation for them financially moving forward. And like, they couldn't just afford to wait out the, the the live tour falling apart because nobody was going to their tournaments or watching their tournaments. And so they had to come to this, this, this merger, and that's the way that golf is going to be moving forward. Because I mean,
3: that's what the USFL tried to do was overpay – people that the nfl wouldn't and it didn't work out because it's the nfl
1: yeah yeah i mean now the nfl did
3: get challenged with the afl and they merged and it, i mean they didn't keep the i mean state nfl but they just gave them the af afc and nfc it it is but I, the I, aba when it merged the four teams merged it didn't change any names either i guess
1: i do i'm gonna send you this interview because part of it is the whole the most interesting thing i think nobody comes out of this looking worse than than jay Mon- monahan the pga commissioner um the whole using families of 9-11 was so bad, yeah. was so bad a year ago yeah. when he was trying to do it. And then now having to defend it. I sent you a video there if you can play it. He was interviewed today on the Golf Channel and was basically asked, like, you come off looking like kind of a hypocrite a year ago invoking the names of the families of 9-11 to say why this, this – this, these Saudis are so bad and why this this tour should never be a thing that's supported. And now less than a year later, you joining with them and taking all their money. Like, how do you explain that? And his answer was, uh, it was not great.
3: Jay, the 9-11 families United made a strong statement yesterday. They said you co-opted the 9-11 community and taking a moral stance yes. against
2: live. How would you respond to that group? Well, I, um, I read Terry's comments. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously acknowledge her loss and completely understand her position. And to the question that you were just asking, you know, I wish, I think about the fact that I allowed confidentiality to prevail here. And in allowing confidentiality to prevail, I did not communicate to very important constituents, including the families of 9/11, and I regret Uh, that—I really do. Um, But as we sit here today, you know, I I think I think it's important to you know to reiterate that um, I feel like the move that we've made. And, and how we move forward is in the best interest of our sport. We've eliminated those fractures, um, but for for any uh, any difficulties I've caused on that front, again, I have to own that as well, and that comes back to communication.
1: Not the best answer I've ever heard. Did but, that mean make sense to anybody else? Other, I mean, it uh, didn't. I think mean it purposely was just some a lot of stumbling and some buzzwords in there.
3: Yeah, it's just, like none of that. You and I didn't even answer the question. I mean, first of all, like I love. The fact that he's hypocritical about saying... You know how to stand... Everyone's hypocritical at some point or another. It's human sure. nature. It's inevitable, I, I, almost. Right. Um, my problem with the 9-11 thing was that... It's just... It's 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 cheap heat. It, for sure. It, it's just... It's like... In the, the wrestling terms, like when you go in a wrestling arena and you're like, your sports team sucks. Ha, ha, ha. It's like... You people are idiots. Nine eleven. 9-11. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's going to
1: generate a reaction. It
3: was, it, it was just a stupid... I mean... And I get at the time he was just trying to I guess be, uh, oh, I, I mean just overzealous and you know completely you know, overcorrecting you get, going against you know, what he thought was a threat or guess, clearly was a threat in the, the live tour. But I mean, just some of other ways you could have gone without pulling out an I mean, it's just it's a cheap thing to do. Okay. And it, it, that's that's the problem I have. Not the fact he had to you know a year later had to fold and join live. I mean that's that happens. But I mean,
1: it just. <laughs> the guy's a moron. Having said that,
3: <laughs> this guy's an idiot.
1: How me. are you at this point? Like a, after everything that happened yesterday, how are you not more prepared for that question? And I know <laughs> that, like it's a pretty good question. Yeah, I, I mean, we question. brought this up, and obviously the, <laughs> the situation is is much less, much lighter. But you know, we we were shocked that Kenny Payne wasn't more prepared for you know, the, the questions about the season that had just happened and potential coaching staff changes. Like that's that's one thing. When you know that you're. Like the, the biggest story, one of the biggest stories in the entire world right now is how you are coming off as such a hypocrite, especially in this one particular instance. How do you not spend all of last night mapping out exactly what you want to say instead of just fumbling over your words for 30 seconds before you try to echo some sentiment of, remorse for the, the, the families, that. and then just go back to hammering on the points that you want to hammer on. I mean, for a while there, I thought he was, to make another office reference, I thought he was going to, to Michael Scott where he's like, you should never, under any circumstances, ever do anything that... Ever. Like, it, it felt like that. Like, he just had no idea where he was going. It was like he did, he, he'd been told by the Golf Channel executives that the question wasn't going to come up. Uh, I just, I mean, again, nobody comes out looking worse in this whole thing than Jay Monahan does. Going back to the the Rory McElroy press conference today, Rory got asked straight up, like, do you still believe in Jay Monahan's leadership? And he could have just said, you know, yes, I do, like, very quickly. But instead, he goes, <laughs> deep, deep yes, signs. he made sure to get the deep breath in there that was on the transcript. Uh, they talked about, like, I guess they had a players-only meeting yesterday. The the golfers all met and they asked the overall sentiment with this happening. You know, what do you think the the percentage was that viewed this as a positive, and what percentage viewed it as a negative? And the the, the word was that ninety percent of golfers viewed it as a negative, and ten percent viewed it as a positive. Now, I like the, you, know, Rory tried. He's always he's a real professional dude. He tried to say, you know, this is for the, the sport. You've got more money coming into the game. It's probably a good thing as far as the sport's visibility and future is concerned. But for me personally, it's very clearly a bad thing. I'm going to have to put that aside and, and move forward. But it's hard for me to sit back and just be okay with this, especially after everything that we've been told for the last year and everything that I've been kind of put in a position to say and do. Uh, I, I, I do feel for him because he, he put himself out there and made himself – Pretty vulnerable. Took a hardline stance, and now it does feel like he was made kind of a, a sacrificial lamb in all this. I mean, it's, it's, we live in a hot take society now, where you got it's it's
3: one side or no no side, right? Sure. I mean, I mean, would you have been better with Jay Monahan if he just like stayed with his guns on this one? Like when they asked him, like, "Oh yeah, I still think those people are evil," but you know what? Money makes the world go around, buddy.
1: Yeah, just go full DiBiase.
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, at least then I would be like, okay. I mean, at least he's going down swinging, right? I mean, he's... We need the money! Yeah. I mean, yeah. What you, do you find your, your comments hypocritical? No, they, they bought us out. What can I say? I still think they're a bunch of POSs, and, and they're evil, and they're they're behind everything, but... They definitely killed but, that guy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but hey, they they had the money, and money wins, right? <laughs> Maybe it's your fault, Mr. Guy, who's interviewed me. Maybe If you put your ratings were better for our PGA, we
1: wouldn't have had to lose. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau was on the... <laughs> who did take the live money it was on i think the golf channel as well this morning and he got asked the question about the murder journalist and he became he became the second live supporter slash participant to use the phrase people make mistakes uh in in relation to a person who was uh cut up with a hacksaw uh i think greg norman was the other person just like that's that's you you're better off just not saying Just put up your check stub just saying no comment or, or like you said being like it's terrible. It's awful. They're bad, but they paid me millions and millions yeah, of dollars. I'm getting paid
3: $9 million. What do you want me to
1: say? <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm here. That's why this is happening. Let's move forward. Breaking news here. Be
3: truthful about it, because
1: that is the case,
3: right? I mean, I'm assuming every live golfer doesn't support the fact of the, some of the things
1: that this government does, but they'll take the money. I mean, you're going to talk about... I mean, not to get too deep into the weeds here but the hypocrisy of all hypocrisies i mean america it's America it's the american in way in general should probably be a lot more critical of saudi arabia than we have been over the years i'm not sure if that's going to get me thrown off the air but uh, i mean case in point what 15 of the 19 hijackers were from saudi arabia we didn't invade saudi arabia we didn't yeah, you know, we no, have they, we have not made them a focal point of the war on terror or anything like that. Uh, they have they have a lot of oil and a lot of ownership in, in our country.
3: It's taking the money to look the other way. It's the American way, right? As you said,
1: hypocrisy all over the place. It's, yeah, it's the that way happens. that it is. It's human nature. Breaking news via Chris Haynes uh, of the NBA on TNT. Phoenix Suns have notified star Chris Paul that he will be waived Ooh. making the future Hall of Famer one of the top free agents this offseason.
3: Be a good pickup for somebody. It would be. Uh, I mean, obviously, Chris Paul is not what he was in the past, and he shouldn't be. He's like 36 years old. I mean, his was, but uh, I mean, he would be. If you're going to pick him up and hoping he's going to be like the Lakers when he lost the the, uh, when the Lakers picked up like Gary Payton and Carl Malone when they lost to the Detroit Pistons back in '04. if you're hoping he'll get, they, in fact, you'll probably have the same results the Lakers did. You won't win the title. Uh, but if you're going to bring him in and you're going to be, I don't know, I mean, I'm Milwaukee, maybe where he can be, a, you know, a more third option or fourth option. He can be Gary Payton on the heat that lost to the, that won the title in '05. 5 I mean. Opposed to Gary Payton who lost, you know, when he joined that team and, and was, came off the bench and was a, a contributor with that team. That, that is what he can be, somebody still.
1: My yeah. hunch is that Chris Paul, at this point in his career and with the stories that are being written about him, My hunch is that he's not actively seeking out, like, a lead guard position. He wants to go wherever he feels like he can best win a title. I mean, he had the interview that that made the rounds a few days ago where he's talking about, he's like, my my daughter's old enough now. She's in school, and she's got – you know, boys that are kind of heckling her, saying your dad's never gonna win a championship, which I I, I didn't want to be a mean person, but I was watching it and I'm kinda like laughing. I'm like, come on. I'm, I'm
3: like that poor child, what a what a what a horrible way to grow up. There
1: are there are, <laughs> there are way worse things that kids are bullied for these days in normal uh, America. Should have been in my middle school. Your dad your dad's only a hundred millionaire, doesn't have a, a ring. You're only set for life, regardless of what you do for the next ninety years. Yeah, where your dad dad's looking better now, chance, right, isn't he? Where his dad is not <laughs> yeah, he's going I'm not looking like gemstones right now. <laughs> I, I was just like, "Come on, man! Like, you want me to feel sorry for you here?" But I just, I just, I can't do it. And no, I hope you never win a title, regardless of what your <laughs> daughter may have to hear for like five minutes a day at school every now and then. Um, and just put on her hundred-dollar uh, be- Dre beats and running normal. Yeah, head. wouldn't you just do that? Like, I can't hear. I've got hundred-dollar <laughs> beers co- b- bills coming out of my ear. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I don't get your bullying in second grade. I mean,
3: I, I mean, I hope. I'd like to see him. Get that kind of because I don't I don't dislike Chris Paul because mainly because I guess he's still one of the last very last almost kind of old school guards in today's NBA. I mean there are very few he's, he's probably the last one really. He definitely is that. Yeah, and I mean I guess he could. I'd hate to see him end up like going to have to go like to Charlotte or something, you know, just because you know the the hometown thing to sell tickets.
1: It's it's wild that you bring that up. I'm so I, I told you I think last week I'm rereading the Miracle of St Anthony about. Big Bobby Hurley, Bobby Hurley Sr.'s high school program that was so dominant. And it's written in 2003 by Adrian Wojnarowski before he became like a huge, huge uh, NBA deal. And he's talking about how the mindset of all these point guards is like they're all pass first. Like they're all like they're desperate to be the all-time assist leader. At St. Anthony, they're, they're desperate to, you know, they write their goals out and they want to be the all-time assist leader of their college program. And it's just so different now when you, like, they're, they're talking about the, the kids are competing for the starting point guard job. And all they want to do is run the show and get the ball in the hands of their scorers. I'm like, there's just, that mentality is nowhere now in today's college, in basketball at any level.
3: I mean, you get, you get assists. I mean, the assist numbers I don't think are horrible, but yeah, most point guards are score first now.
1: It's just, it's changed so much so quickly. There aren't, like, they're referencing Bobby Hurley, and everybody wants to be Bobby, and everybody wants to be Jason Kidds, the idol of this kid who's like a freshman making the leap to the, the varsity for the first time. And it's just, it's crazy how the game just always, and there, a lot of times the game is cyclical. There probably will, will come a time in the next 10, 15, 20 years where that becomes in vogue again, where people are, you know, the, the past first point guard comes back a little bit. I mean, for the record, Trey Young did lead the league in assists at 10.2, which is pretty good. He, well, Trey Young is just a. I mean, he was he led the he led the nation in scoring and assists his one year in college too. He was yeah. he just kind of wants to do everything, which is great if you can find people who want to play with a guy like that. But
3: yeah, but if you were yeah you if you were a score first point guard, I mean, I like get in today's NBA with the up and down and the amount of shots taken and so on and so forth, you can you can be kind of a score first guy and still get eight or nine assists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Being ball dominant is... Yeah, you're John Stockton getting 13 assists and averaging 11 points or... Days are gone. Yeah, those days, yeah, are beyond.
1: We got this question on Twitter earlier today when we were having the golf conversation, and, and I want to pose it to you. And I know it's a this is a classic summer sports question, but if you could, let's say in a perfect world, we had the you know Earl Woods training Trevor, being your dad, making you <laughs> a professional... Like what's, if you had to be... Forget about like the, the background and how you get there. If you could be a successful professional athlete, in any sport, for any reason, what do you choose?
3: Uh, left-handed pitcher.
1: I, you didn't have to you didn't have to, to specify your well your, I had to because lefty because lef,
3: if you are lefty and, and you are pitching in Major League Baseball, you can go to like forty-five. Okay. Righties don't last as long. Lefties do. So baseball though,
1: yeah, his sport.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. Next would probably be basketball, just because I love I, I would love I wish I could play basketball at that level, but and that's probably the
1: second oldest sport you can play. I would say. I think I'm going golf. I think I'd rather well, be a professional. Uh, I mean, you can play forever. I guess
3: my mind was already linked on the t- big four only. I didn't think about individual
1: sports, yeah. I, I would go. I think golf would be first. I, I was thinking about this just last weekend at the tournament. Just it's, Like, what a life. Like, you just have the world by the, by the ass. And, like, you just – and you, you know it. I mean, you get to play these incredible courses every week if you want to. Go all across the, the world. Certainly go all across the country.
3: Yeah. If
1: you finish, like, 10th, you make a bleep ton of money. You don't have to, you know. On that note, I'm going soccer then, maybe. Soccer? Dude just signed a
3: $641 million contract. Well, yeah. (laughs) He's like 40, isn't he? Uh, Benzema? Yeah. I don't
1: think he's that old, is he? He's, I mean, I don't know. He looks pretty old. What's his name? Kareem Benzema. He's 35. Okay, that's that's pretty good age. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a name. Yeah. We've also got, I mean, today we had the news about uh, Lionel Messi signing with the, the Miami MLS franchise. I thought it was crazy There's that one of the Ruiz guys, not the John Ruiz, but another Ruiz who's a big Miami booster, big guy, he resurfaced a tweet of his that he sent in 2019 where he predicted this. He was like, I'm just letting you know, like Messi's going to play for the Miami MLS franchise. He's been here. We've had talks. He's going to turn down some other deals. Clearly something had been done behind the scenes for a long time. But the one thing this does do is – you know, Louisville City FC has this thing set up where they host an MLS team for an event. Uh, they have an opening in 2024. There's a possibility that we could get Lionel Messi at Lynn Family Stadium at some point, which is kind of insane to think about. I mean,
3: isn't that the, kind of the, the, the way of soccer players? When you get to a certain age, you come over to the MLS? You come over to, to the MLS. Make the, that money. I mean, I know MLS went around, but Pele even did it when he came over, whatever. Yeah. Was it the World Soccer League or whatever it was called? I mean, we saw Beckham do it. Beckham at one point. did it. Yeah. Beckham like
0: owned a portion of like the revenue of the LA Galaxy, and like still owns it. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. So I'm not. I guess, but now Messi
3: is is this, is he is he that like so far past his better I mean, days that he no. 'Cause Beckham was like a shell, right? When he Beckham got over was, here. but I
1: mean you've had he's kind of in that same like Wayne know about Rooney Payland. played over here.
3: Yeah. Thierry Henry played over here. I forgot about Rooney. I he was awesome on the uh on the on the FIFA game I used to play.
1: I mean Messi still was like the you know one of the best players in the World Cup and obviously led his team to yeah. the, the World Cup. I know he's played the last few years at what, Paris Saint Germain, but they have again this is my limited soccer knowledge. I think well, that they've had man. a they've had a ton of stars on that team. I'm trying to think of a American sports comparison like when the Yankees had those super teams a few years ago and it just didn't click for whatever reason. Um, that's kind of what, again, this is my understanding, Paris Saint-Germain has been, and he's had some run-ins with management there and kind of wants to get out, and this is going to be his, yeah. He's still very, I mean, I think he'll come over and be what, probably the best player in the MLS. Like, he seems like he's still world-class. You know, world Miami class.
3: had an MLS team, by the way.
1: Inner Miami. I didn't even know they had them in MLS. I just, I may, I,
3: maybe I knew. I, just, I don't know. I just didn't it split my mind if they did. Well, you know now. I, well, I remembered is the question. They're coming <laughs> to Louisville. But they don't have a nickname, do they?
1: Uh, just enter miami I think. See,
3: that's the... it's, I don't, I'm not going to root for them. I don't root for teams that don't have nicknames.
1: I would love – I mean, you know, Messi's so used to being in all these like, – the biggest stages of sports, like all these gigantic sporting events. I want him to become like a courtside – Guy at Miami Hurricane basketball games, where there's like three thousand people there. He's like, this is this is sports. He's doing locker room dances with Jim Larinaga. Just getting I mean, no, let's him in a Marlins into, game. Yeah, Marlins. Is he, he going to be at the Stanley Cup game for the Panthers? Oh God, him and Brooks Kepka just not blinking together would be I mean, lovely. Like,
3: imagine Messi dropping out. Can you do celebrity puck uh, puck drops in hockey? Yeah, let's do. Yeah, I'm out there doing it. So throwing like, out the first pitch. He kicks the, the ball to the to the, uh, to the to the home plate. <laughs>
1: Uh, Messi's 35 as well, so he's at that same age where this is probably like his final. Life. But I think for right now, he's still, and soccer dudes can, can correct me, I think he's still like world class. I think he's still one of the best players. The I
3: mean, world. I can't go back to like, I think it was in season one of last. So Roy Kent was like, could have gone to America and been, been all dominated, but no one wants that even at my age. I'd rather just I'd rather just be on the sidelines and not play at all. Yeah, I mean, I think the world still looks at MLS that way, don't they? In terms of soccer,
1: I mean, I think that, and again, feel free to correct me. I'm I'm speaking for something that I'm I'm certainly far, far from an expert on. I cleaned up Boykins' version, by the way. I think MLS is like what, like fifth biggest league in the the world, something like that. I'd I'd say that they fifth, sixth, somewhere around there. Now, now are you talking money
3: wise or like
1: talent wise? Both. Okay, is there a big gap though between four and five? I don't know. I mean, I think they. I mean, I think there's a big gap between Premier League and pretty much everywhere else. I think Italian league is, is a huge deal. The German league is, is a huge deal. The Bundesliga. Like, I think that there's. you know. I mean, in that perspective, you're calling it like double A or single A. I think it's it's right around there.
3: Okay, That's so I don't see anybody in single A really going to the majors right away.
1: No, I mean, I, I think that it's it's certainly like within a, a shouting distance of like the third, fourth. Fifth, whatever the ranking is, biggest leagues in the world. There's there's good money here. Could be wrong, but let me know if I am. Right,
3: well, I, could, I mean, it's been around for long enough. It's, it's obviously a success. I mean, I'm glad. I'm, but yeah, I just don't know how much it really is taken serious. I mean, how much do we take some of the European leagues seriously in basketball compared sure. to the NBA?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think that the, you know, certainly the European soccer fans look down on the MLS, but it's not like it's, you know, I think we can recognize that the, the Euro League is, you, you have a lot of talent over there certainly some players who not more money being spent which probably helps i mean the the following and, and there are players who probably could make an nba roster and be nba contributors who are playing high level in, in the euro league just because the way that roster situations work out here um but yeah, it's also i mean worth mentioning basketball is a much less played sport globally than soccer is so it's a, a little bit different but true. i think that we the look the, the viewpoint is probably about the same
3: Look, I mean, this baffles me right here you ready Yes. This is where I'm. This I'm gonna come off old man on this one. Shocking turn of events here. <laughs> just, just, just breaking news for you. Here's another one. WNBA has postponed tonight's Minnesota New York game due to air quality impacts in New York area. I saw the Yankees game
1: got postponed. Okay, too. the Yankee I get. In, uh, correct me wrong, but in, in this basketball game indoors. It is that strikes me as a, a little bit. I <laughs> guess they're saying like it's sort of like. When you're not supposed to go outside during like a snowstorm and they cancel games or something, like it's so. That's I, a little different than air quality. I saw though. the air quality; is supposed to be like like 200 is considered safe, and it's like 380 in New York right now. I mean,
3: has anyone ever consider air quality safe in New York anyway?
1: I I, I, I don't know what to say <laughs> I mean, to that. The pictures are insane. Like the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the haze is crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm a little surprised that they canceled a game that's inside.
3: I mean, the WNBA, I mean, you really need to tell people. I mean, you
1: need all the ticket money you still get, right? I guess they're just <laughs> telling people to stay inside, period. I, I guess it's that type of situation. Anyways, uh, we'll take some texts in the last segment at 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll hear from you, then we'll uh, look ahead to tonight's NBA Finals Game 3, and then we'll call it the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450
4: and one,
3: the Big X. Oh, got to turn it up?
0: Alone in a world
1: This is not Prince or Michael Jackson. No, but since your I gave
3: a, 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 a Michael re, uh, reboot brand arm, amp arm, I figured Prince gets a
1: reboot. Okay. Just, I don't know why this is the gone, first one that popped in my head. Is it what I, I, it's one I should have thought of before this? Genuine when Dove's Grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call, actually. I, I, wish, I wish I thought that,
3: that's a good one. It was only, that was his second best song too, by the way. Yeah, you yeah, you
4: wrong. Wrong.
3: Now if I'm I could be wrong, but Differences is
1: it's Genuine's second best song. It's actually his best song. No, Pony's his best song. The difference is better than Pony. What? Also, Let's Ride is a fantastic song. No, Pony is Pony. My whole life has changed. Is a brilliant jam. Do, do do we need to go to Spotify on this one? Oh, I mean, I, I'm assuming more people like Pony. I I prefer. You you can't still go to a club and not hear Pony. I I I like Pony, Trevor. I'm just saying my personal <laughs> preference is a little bit different. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm pretty sure like Prince actually didn't like record this song until after Sinead did. Right though. I think that's right. Like he re- he. Now, I've heard stories, like, where he, he like, did music videos, like, every song he ever recorded, and most of them never saw a light of day. Oh, really? Like, there's a great, uh, in uh, in the evening with Kevin Smith where he does the, uh, he talks about how he met Prince and did a documentary with him, and that's when he's talking to his manager, and the manager's like, Prince has been living in Prince Land a little too long. <laughs> like, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, Prince will wake up in Minnesota at four in the morning and want a, want a camel, and he just doesn't understand why he can't get a camel at four in the morning in Minnesota. Like, it's, and she said that he, like, he, because he asked about when this was going to the documentary he did with him was going to come out. and never has. And she's like, well, it'll just go in the vault. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, there's, every song he's ever put on an album has had a video for it. He's like, oh, just like a, a concert. But he's like, no, full out outfits, production, everything. And he'll, he'll, he'll record this stuff and just put it away and never show it. That's wild. It's just, yeah. But, it's, 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 yeah. Some of the Prince stories are insane. It's a, it's a great bit from an evening with Kevin Smith if you want to, I
1: want to get laugh. That is insane. It does remind me of uh, – uh, why am I going to go there? That's fine. We can move on. Oh, no, no. Now you have intrigued me. What does it no, remind No, you no, no, no. I just don't want to delay the show anymore. We've only got no. like 17 minutes left here. we got a bunch of texts that we need to get right. to. It does like the – hearing that song, though, it does only reminds me of, and I'm pretty sure I've said this the last time that you played it, the obscure Tiny Tune Adventures music video that I rented from Blockbuster and Red <laughs> Giraffe like a million times growing up. <laughs> it is
3: obscure. Where they
1: sing, she sings, they, they're singing uh, to Yule Brenner. They're singing Nothing Compares to You. Uh, it's it, it's very odd, and I didn't like. I didn't even know what was going on as a kid. I had no frame of reference. I didn't know the song at all. I was like, "This is a weird, like ninety seconds tossed in." The Tiny Toon Riders had to have been high as hell. Why would the Tiny Why would Tiny Toons singing to I don't know. It was like, what does Yule and Tiny Toons have? In I common? don't know. It was insane. Like even looking back on it now, it's insane. Uh, I wouldn't even know who Brunner was if weren't for Cool Runnings. I love Yule <laughs> <I> mean, go. <laughs> go get your palace. Reds, by the way, have scratched Jake Fraley. <laughs> Jake Fraley is out of the lineup tonight for the Reds after suffering that uh, wrist contusion when he was hit by the pitch last night. Worth it, though, to tie the game with the bases loaded. I'm charge the, the mound. He looked like a dude that would charge the mound. Yeah, he was hurting. TJ Hopkins in his place. Bats legend. Back in there. All the baby bats are up now. We're feeling good. They're
3: running odds on who's going to go deep off the Reds' actual official Twitter account.
1: I can't be, like... Right? I don't know. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty 1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll, uh, we'll take some text and then we'll make our picks for tonight's Game 3 in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, texter says, Vigo the Carpathian reference deserves some tickets or at least a shirt.
3: It does. <laughs> I think you should get that person does get a shirt, I think. We'll
1: have to make that happen.
3: Yeah. We, that, we you're, that. you're the shirt guy. Let's do it.
1: Texter says, I know it's been discussed before, but with Brom's comments, would you all rather have a guaranteed win against Kentucky or be in the ACC championship. All right, so we're not guaranteeing we win the ACC championship, but we're playing in the ACC championship. I hate to do this. I'm taking the ACC championship. I am too. Because it guarantees that you've won at least, what, probably seven conference games? hmm And that pretty much guarantees that you've had a good season.
3: Plus, if we're in the ACC title game, Kentucky fans can talk their smack all they want. I'm not giving two bleeps. Yeah. Or an ACC title game.
1: And also in this hypothetical, it's not guaranteeing that you lose to Kentucky. It's just guaranteeing you, you get to pick one or the other. With the the ACC, that it that comes with a guarantee of winning at least like seven games, and also potentially beating Kentucky. You, we could beat Kentucky and still go like four and eight in this hypothetical, and that would be a it'd be funny <laughs> for the rivalry aspect, but it would suck for us from a purely football aspect. So I'm taking the ACC championship. Yeah, I agree. Texture says uh, nice Hanukkah song reference, DK.
3: No, you see you, you didn't get that either. I did
1: what what you say? When I
3: said, You know Rock is Jewish? Nah. That was the hot thing. <laughs> you know you, what's completely Rockwell you, like, <laughs> you were
1: just like, I didn't know that. And you moved on.
3: And you kept going. I'm like, okay.
1: I'm so used to just throw, like <laughs> just trying to, to plow ahead and keep the conversation going that I just don't even you know what? <laughs> but guess who? Rock.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just moved on. I just didn't think about it. I'm glad the Texas we brought it up.
1: Thank you. Texas says, Are we headed for oh, there's a care seat. All right, KRC Tech. This is too deep in the weeds to even read. I don't okay, need even yeah. Okay, Leave it for KRC. Texas says, Trevor skimmed your Rudy article using the speed up function. <laughs> what? I'm a speed reader. I have been. He's making fun of the fact that you don't you won't listen to anything on anything sped up, but you will skim articles. Oh, yeah. that's good so. I've been listening to that. Uh, well, this thing's way Scamanda, too long. Scamanda podcast. It's very good. I enjoy it. I mean, but really- I do listen on 1.25 speed. Do I really need to read like every word of how Oliver took you to see a movie? You're only that's the very beginning. That's I the know. intro. You haven't even gotten to the premise <laughs> of the story of the article. Again, I know Rudy by heart. I don't think you do, basically. I your do. Comments. I don't think you do. You can read. You can
3: read. <laughs> You're such a horrible friend.
1: Texture says UK has gotten to the point where the fans are wondering whether their six foot ten manager can play. Say what? <laughs> he sends a link to a tweet. Apparently, yeah. UK fans are—they have a six-foot-ten student manager. He's a beast in practice, I hear. This is Ray Surratt, a six-ten manager. For those that care, he was a dual sport athlete at Lafayette High School. During his senior season, averaged twenty-three point six points and ten point seven rebounds. This is, yeah, this is a low point. This is—they're—they're they're, they're trying to get managers to join the team.
3: <laughs> that's, that's not true, right? So have- oh, you're not. My
0: bad. Say it again, Patrick. I'm sorry. How many scholarship players do they have on the roster now? We'd be a walker. If you win. don't
1: count Reeves, then seven. It's five freshmen and two sophomores coming back who did nothing last year. Brennan Canada. I mean, it's it's kind of a dire situation. I I I think I said it. I don't want to harp on it. I'm putting together like trying to do an early season top twenty-five that should run tomorrow. And I don't like. I, at the risk of being accused of being like a rivalry person, I don't know if I can put UK in the top 25 based on.
3: Oh, you have to just just off what the, the the five freshmen could be though. Put them
0: 25.
1: I mean, you, I'm not saying you put I them in the, the top the, 10, the, but I feel like so many people are doing that. It's like the lazy thing. Nobody knows what to do with this team, and you also assume that they're going to get some more scholarship players. So I feel like everyone's just slotting them at like 24, 25, and being like they could be good if these freshmen are all world, but it seems like a which well, you got roster at, at 20
3: this point. I put them at I 20. You think? Yeah. I, mean,
1: I don't know. It's just, it's. I
3: mean, really, is it, I mean, it's, when you bump one another team, everybody back one spot and from 20 to 25, I mean, and yeah. one person gets bumped, who cares?
0: I mean. Especially if they get Reeves back. I mean, for the
3: record, you, you had North Carolina one last year. How worse can you
1: make your top 25? This, this is very true. I mean, r- there's nowhere to go but up. And spoiler alert, <laughs> I'm going to have North Carolina high again <laughs> this year. I think I'm higher than than most people. I, I refuse to believe. One word true in that sentence. I, I, I refuse to believe that Hubert Davis just can't coach, and maybe that's going to be my downfall. I, <laughs> I think, think it's because I was so wrong about it. like first year. I was like, "This guy sucks. He's terrible." And they made yes. that huge run in the tournament, and now I'm like, I feel it's like I'm,
0: we, I'm overcorrecting. That's what we want from the P.J. Commissioner. Stick to your guns, buddy. Yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> you should put Louisville in your top twenty-five, but then
1: talk about it on the radio like it wasn't your article. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Let's get him on the show. He clearly knows what he's talking about. Texture says, uh, "If Earl Woods was Trevor's dad, he would have called him Ernie sincerely, <laughs> sincerely until he died." <laughs>
4: that
0: was my
2: bad.
1: What up, pops? Texas says he's fat. He's thin. He's fat. He's thin. Zion, pick a body and go with it. Zion's uh, <laughs> not that
3: fat. Texture says exactly like He's Robert Trailer over here.
1: Texture says, "Was Rudy's dad really all that wrong?" I mean, yeah, it was a sentimental moment, but he played two sympathy snaps. He was a five foot six, undersized, slow defensive end. No father would tell their son with those traits to quit everything and go chase that dream. I mean, I think the the more thing
3: is that he went to college, which uh, underrated is right afterwards. It talks about like all five
1: of his brothers, younger brothers, all went to college. Yeah. He's the example. Yeah. He was the example they didn't have from the dad or from the brothers. He basically was the dad, and then he got arrested for like tax fraud.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's in the movie too, right? I do. And when when he's when he's when Deadbeat turns around and grabs the guy and he's like after he gets a sack that's the real uh, Rudy. It's the real Rudy, before jail. Before jail, <laughs> he was All that money, in jail. all that
0: movie money
1: came in. Yeah. He had to couldn't get it taxed. Doing a lot of speaking engagements. Texas, I'll stream the show on my phone through Safari, and there's an extremely informative new scroll at the bottom. And I just learned that Jake Gyllenhaal and Jamie Lee Curtis spent COVID nineteen locked down together. And my life is so much richer now. Well,
0: I didn't know that. It does scroll and I don't know where the news comes from. What well, the hell is a, Safari? a random news ticker at Safari? the bottom the, of the, the browser? At like the Oh yeah, like the that. normal website stream. Okay. It, there's some random news scroll.
3: I forgot about that was a browser. That's like Firefox or whatever or whatever it was. I, I'm using well, like every
1: phone has Safari. Yeah, I guess I never thought
3: about that, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm so used to going to Google Chrome, I just didn't think about it. Texas is just tuning in, so not sure if you already discussed it. I was at the Reds game last night. and The stadium was rocking for Ellie's debut. It was so cool. We did discuss it, and it was so cool.
3: Nope, we're just bringing it up right now, Bill Benson show.
1: I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. Uh, I'd forgotten
3: all about that, Texas. Thank you
1: for reminding me. <laughs> now, now that is a D move. <laughs> Texas says, "Mike, that Woj book is awesome. I read it from the library in elementary, and I loved it. it it's very good. It's classic." Uh, good basketball read although the hurleys are just they're insane absolutely insane like insane like bad insane like no just in like a very insanely driven speaking of sport like on the topic of crazy sports dads like bobby senior is not letting bobby like basically never let bobby hurley do anything besides just play basketball he would like people would come over they'd be like do you want to go to a party do you want to do this and he would look at them and just be like you know i can't like i'm going to get shots up that's what i'm gonna do Texas, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of invigorated by all this offseason chippiness from Sky and Flowers towards UK. I haven't seen Trent and Flowers getting into it with UK fans. I've seen Sky Clark, for sure. I wouldn't do it. The Little players don't need to be doing that at all right now. I'm with you. Even though, like... No, they have no room to talk. I mean, even though neither one of them have been part of the recent teams, it seems like something that you should just... Yeah. Maybe stay away from right now. Very much so. It's still not as bad as Scott Satterfield trying so hard to be like, St. Peter's is my new favorite team. I'm like, Scott, not you. Don't ruin this for everybody else. Everybody else can talk, not
3: you, Scott. You kind of lost all your, your, your ground when you when you wind about L's down. Yeah, I mean,
1: also, like, you know don't lose to them by 40. You're not allowed to do that this. That
3: helps,
1: yeah. It'd be like, I mean, it's like, if Nick Mingione were weighing in on like Louisville bat, bat, at this point, because we've kicked their baseball teams ass like a billion years in a row, if he was trying to be like, "Yeah, L's down, Scott," or something, I'd be like, "Nick, not you. Everybody yeah. else gets to talk yeah. about them, but you." <laughs> but I haven't seen the Trenton Flowers smack talk. But I'm kind of with with TK. Let's... I mean, I'm okay with having confidence,
3: but let's not not yet, right? Not. Let, let, I tell you what, give them a run for money
1: or beat them, then we'll talk. <laughs> Win more than four games. Someone said this, and this is from our SB Nation. Dallas Mavericks site, Mavs Moneyball, and this is the headline. Nice name. This is about them potentially drafting Grady Dick. So th- this is the headline. This is not. Just remind, what I'm about to read is a headline. Mavericks work out Dick ahead of possible Dick pick at number ten. <coughs> it's just a great headline. I, I, I was.
3: <laughs> Did they really need to throw in the second D? I think it's intentional. How many times have I heard that in life? <laughs> the subhead is Dick could give the Mavs a hot
1: hand. I mean, That's a good one. <laughs> Texas says, MLS uh, isn't so much of the retirement league as it was during Beckham's years. There's been a lot of those old Eurostars that have come since and, and pretty much did it all All did okay at best. Even Wayne Rooney was just above average. loose City and Inter-Miami's best chance to play would be the U.S. Open Cup. The tournament that includes all the leagues. Uh, the only problem is it's geographic, so both teams would need to make it quite far. Yeah,
3: yeah Rooney and Beckham were
1: bad in MLS, weren't they? I think like they just didn't do anything. Like they, they did, didn't did, really care. Yeah, I don't remember Rooney even really playing. I remember him coming
3: over here, but I could. I mean, I mean, I don't follow the MLS that extensively, so I mean, but I don't, I don't remember him actually doing anything. I don't know if Thierry Henry really, really did anything here either. I mean, so. I think like Messi's still, like you said, I mean, he was still... still
1: really good. He was still, yeah, just the World Cup just last summer, just actually you know, being competitive. Probably not peak, but still, I think, very good.
0: Yeah.
1: Texture says Memphis and Louisville are extremely similar in metro population. They are actually extremely similar in many ways. The average income is actually higher in Louisville. And then he says this site uses analytics to rank soccer leagues, but it didn't send a link. So I yeah,
3: you, I think what bothered me is when you said that you, you acted as like if Memphis was way bigger. Like, I just... I don't know. I just yeah. don't see him as well. I've been. I, I mean, Memphis I've been to Memphis, Memphis but I guess it's not. I go by. I guess you know me. I, I like to judge it by, by how big the skyline is, and Memphis is is not like dwarfing Louisville in any way to me. I, only I keep. You know, your mic's on. What are you talking to? It's not on. Yeah, it's, it's unmuted. It's just he's not. We can't uh, hear him. Yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, it's not working, dude. Um, sorry. Sorry, Patrick. Texas is Trevor buying the AEW Fight Forever video game?
3: Oh yeah, that comes out in uh, like a like a week, I think. They've been talking about it for four years. It's supposed to be looking. It's supposed to have a similar look to um, the WCW versus NWO game. Revenge. Uh, game.
1: I remember that one. Uh, maybe the greatest wrestling game of all time. Yeah, it's gonna. It looks awesome. Texas, where is IU in your top twenty-five? Uh, they are just outside. <laughs> As of right now. Well, how are they not? They. I would think that would. They have top twenty-five roster right now, don't they? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Texture says. Damn, baby Jake was getting the true Lies Jamie Lee treatment during COVID. Eyeballs.
3: (laughs) That was a lucky Jake Gillihan. (laughs) It's it's a great scene, by the way.
1: Texas did you all see former FSU wide receiver Travis Rudolph was acquitted of his murder charge today? Apparently the kid he ate lunch with that went viral attended the trial at some point. I I, I did see that, and I did feel – because that was such a feel-good story back in, like, 2016, 2017, whatever it was, him going and eating with the – the, the, the kid, having lunch with him, like, really making an impact on him. The kid that was, was bullied and didn't have any friends and, like, went viral for all the right reasons. And I don't know the details of the murder investigation, but it, I mean, it makes me happy that he wasn't just an absolute monster this entire time. Why, why am I drawing a blank on who this guy is? He played wide receiver at Florida State. Okay, I just like, I don't know if he ever had a stint in the NFL, but I know he was he was a good wide receiver at Florida State back in the day.
3: It uh, looks like he played on the the Giants roster for a season as an undrafted player in seventeen, and was on the practice squad for Miami, and that's it. Okay, that's, but yeah, I just I don't remember was no, what you're talking about though. It's the whole kid thing. I don't, really, yeah, I just didn't doesn't ring a bell.
1: It was a viral story back in the day, and okay. it was a, it was a good one. Like I remember writing about it and being like this. I, he's an FSU guy, but I'll, I'll root for him. And I don't know the details of the murder trial, but it did make me happy to hear. Honestly, I don't even know if I remembered that he was on trial. He was
3: charged for first-degree
1: murder and three counts of attempted first-degree murder. Yeah, but acquitted today, so hopefully the the right decision was made. It makes me happy if it is because I want to like him. He seemed like a good guy in college. All right, we've got no time left for text. Thanks to everybody who spent some time with us today on the text line at 502-414-1450. But tonight, Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Let's see if we can keep The NBA playoff prediction, hot streak going, although we struggled a little bit in the conference finals. Hey, I won on the
3: last one. I took Miami getting plus eight. You did? I won, yeah. Did you bet them straight up? I know you took them straight up to win the first game. No, I didn't, remember? I was glad I forgot to bet it before I left here. But that was your pick. That was my pick, which would have been wrong, yes. Uh,
1: But I did bet it last time. I didn't take them straight up. I just took them getting points, but I should have taken them straight up because they won, obviously. I took them to cover, but I had the Nuggets winning. I thought the Nuggets were going to win Yeah. that game. Now tonight now it's interesting. I feel like if the if the Nuggets are going to dominate the series, which so many believe they were, including myself, I, yeah, they probably need to win this one or else it gets like, you know, can the Heat actually do this? Becomes the conversation. But it's Nuggets on the road taking on the Heat. Game 3 in Miami. 8.30 tip-off on ABC. Denver is a 3.5 point road favorite. TK, what you going with here?
3: Um, Denver winning and covering. I think they win this game by 20 tonight. Really? That's a blowout, yeah. That is... I think they come in. They, they, Confidence. I think they come in, and the Miami owners are happy that those seats aren't yellow anymore because they're going to be empty by the fourth quarter.
1: I told you my buddy, who's like a, a big Heat fan, who lived in Miami for a while, he went down there. He bought, they bought tickets and he's going to a wow. game. He's staying with his old friend, who, fun fact, was in the Jay-Z Big Pimpin' video.
3: Uh-huh. I've heard, I remember, you've told me about yeah. him. That's a that's a good, uh, you know what? I'm not going to question that dude's fan. If he's going to pay to go down there and go to a finals game, which, how much did he say how much he paid for finals tickets? It's a lot. How much, tell me?
1: I'm not telling you. Tell me. He may not want it on air. We don't even know who he is. I'll tell you off air, but my, uh, people listening can maybe figure it out. Okay. He, uh, he has two kids and a pregnant wife, and yet he's going He's going down to Miami midweek to go <laughs> to a, a uh, finals game. Are going to write an article about
3: how he's a big D as a
1: <laughs> He's very excited. He's very pumped. For his sake, I hope Miami wins tonight, but I'm with gonna... you. I don't think it happens. I don't think it's going to be quite as— Does he have good seats, though? I don't know. Okay, I'm sure he'll send us. He'll send. He's, he's a very big text. He'll send us a million pictures once he actually gets All there. Right. But uh, I think the Nuggets win. I think it's really close. I'm gonna say the Nuggets win tonight by three. So taking the Heat with the points. So I take the Heat to cover, but not. Nah, don't bet that. That's just yeah. That'd, that'd be a very. Dumb <laughs> that's bet. a confident. If you're gonna take, if gonna pick. Take, take, my pick, no, 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 no don't no. bet it. If you're gonna take the Heat, <laughs> take go ahead and take a money line. Like that's a that's a very obscure prediction, but I'm going with uh I'm going with never in, in a very very close one. Okay. Enjoy the hoops tonight. There's no hockey tonight, right? No hockey tonight. We got Louisville bats baseball coming your way on our airwaves. Bats Bats back in action tonight at seven oh five. Coverage will start here at six thirty five. So keep it locked. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock.